Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast with Devin Turak, Patrick Gleason, and Paul Sanders. And now, here's the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast. My name, as always, is Devin Turak, and this is a very special 50th episode being recorded live, well, live, taped live, at uh, the Kessel Run in Orleans. Today is International Tabletop Day, and to help me celebrate, I'm joined by my co-host, Patrick Gleason. Hello. Original founding member, Patrick Ramsahoy. Hello. And joining us again, frequent contributor and friend of the show, Duane. G'day, g'day. And joining us for the first time is Nick. How's it going, eh? I'm not actually Australian. <laughs> uh, so this might sound a little different than our regular episodes do because we picked up some uh, new recording equipment. Yes, for our mics. for our first live or taped live in front of a studio audience. Well, the studio that's <laughs> walking around behind us, you know, playing games. It's sort of like the oh, those guys are doing something. Yeah, it's <laughs> exactly. So as I mentioned in the uh, during the intro, this is International Tabletop Day. Today is April thirtieth. Yep. And to celebrate, we and came... And like you said, our 50th podcast. And, and also our 50th episode. And to celebrate, we came down to the Kessel Run, and we actually had a little mini event going on here. Uh, so we brought a bunch of board games to play. Uh, a lot of them didn't get played. No, no, but Kessel Run was very nice. They gave us uh, two rooms with three tables mm-hmm. to use uh, for a few hours, which was very nice of them. Yeah, so the Kessel Run is basically a gaming store in Orleans. It's very close to the Orleans Shopping Center, or Plaster Orleans it's called. Uh, so if you're bussing in, if you're local to the area, it's very easy to get to. It's only like a block away. Bad news, though. The cantina is closed. Yeah, yeah. There may have been some legal issues from what I was hearing. Oh, okay. With opening a Star Wars-themed bar and calling it the cantina. I don't know any details. I haven't actually talked to anyone who works here about that. I've only ever talked to people kind of in the store who mentioned something about that. So. Yeah. Because we, because we don't know if it's true or not, we're not going to do anything about it. That being said, you know, uh, George Lucas and company have been known to drop the odd lawsuit or two. Yeah. Well, it's not just George. It's worse now. It's now Disney. Disney. Uh, and well, Disney you know, is the, we've got this swarm of lawyers, locusts, or lawyers, locusts, whatever. It's the same thing. It's an L word. We've got a swarm to come after. Yeah. Well, 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 yeah. Disney's, Disney's been known to uh, vigilantly guard their intellectual property. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's move on That's to our... That's why I keep my sex tapes of me and Mickey Mouse in the background so no one sees them. Yeah, wow. remember that censorship button we were talking about earlier? <laughs> if we get censored by Disney, we can pick up more people. <laughs> that means they'd have to listen to us first to actually censor us. So you were, say- <laughs> you were saying you could drop his feet at any time? No, I really can. <laughs> and the more he talks, the more I want to. <laughs> you're lucky you're a host or you'd never get invited back. <laughs> Uh, The the downside of the new recording technology, Dev is going power mad on us. Exactly, yes. (laughs) It's true, I do have the power. Okay, so let's talk about, uh, well, we could talk about the event that we put on today, the people that were here. It wasn't as good as we'd hoped. Yeah, there was... But uh, then again, there was also a couple of tournaments going on here as well that took... The more people came for right. So the so the store itself was relatively full. There was probably about forty people, no, kind of throughout that. the day, kind of milling about, yeah. um, working on or playing multiple games. Uh, I saw some well, there was Warhammer a pandemic tournament going on. Yep, and there was yeah, the pandemic uh, tournament was the what, first big 
was wasn't our war machine something as well going well there, there was at least uh, three or four people playing war machine on some of the free tables they have here uh, i saw people playing 40k as well yeah sorry i have a bit of a head cold so i may sound a little stuffy and it's much more noticeable now in this new recording equipment i'm listening to it through my headphones and uh, it's coming back very nasally yeah, of course, Dev's the only one who has headphones because he doesn't want to share that. Uh, okay, listen. Uh, the mixer has a single headphone <laughs> jack, okay? I could only plug one headphone to it. I will, at some point, make a purchase that is a, uh, a, head, a headphone app. Right. So we'll take the out feed from the mixer. It'll go through the... We don't need that to, that to understand. We'll just mm. play anyway. And then you each will get your own headphones. At some point, we will have multiple headphone capacity. But for today... Correct. Dever Miss King. Correct. Well, as the, as the ruler of the podcast, I'm always king. So he's, uh, he's king of Kessel Run for right now. We just have to keep on beating on him and pushing him out of the space. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, can we do it in, can we do it in uh, fewer than one parsec? <laughs> Except Parsec is a unit of distance, not of time. <laughs> no. Okay, that's enough geeking for now. Uh, thank you for joining us. See you next time. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so let's start with our normal segments. Segment one, our week in the hobby, or it's been maybe three or four weeks since we last got together and did a recording. So let's talk about what we've done in the hobby since then. And since we're sitting in a circle around the table, I'll start to my immediate left, Dwayne. Well, mostly uh, it's been role-playing games for myself uh as mentioned numerous other times on the podcast uh, i'm part of mr ramsahoy's uh, dne 3.5 campaign every second wednesday and that's been going well so far and that a lot of fun i'm beginning to suspect that we're in over our heads at the moment uh because Never. of because of certain hints that he's dropped on the little mailing list that we have uh, going on for that particular game but eh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the other, the other campaign that I'm a part of, uh, I've mentioned before. My friend Trent, who lives up in Yellowknife, uh, he's running a remote campaign by Roll20.net uh, using the Savage Worlds rules. Well, we finished off his Martian set campaign. And that was a lot of fun, and we managed to save the Red Planet. So, you know, hey, that's always always a good time. Um, a number of years ago, Trent created his own fantasy setting. He calls it uh, Iramarg, and he was originally running it with D&D rules, and then he switched to Pathfinder rules. Well, he's decided to go back to the setting, but now we're using the Savage Worlds rules for that. So uh, we had our first session for that one be a week ago yesterday, actually. We tend to play on Friday nights remotely. So that was a lot of fun. Um, just a little, you know, fight off the bandits type thing. We're all starting off as zero XP characters, but uh, the fight definitely went in our favor. No, I'm never fine. I'm zero level anymore. Well, you said zero XP, not zero still well i mean like the thing with savage worlds is it depends on how you build the character but yeah. you can definitely be reasonably competent even without having spent any xp 
So that was certainly the case uh, during that game. I think we made a mistake giving Dev the really comfy chair, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry, I'm just looking we, at him. He's like actually, sitting way yeah, back. Yeah, like it's... yeah, to paint the picture for the folks listening, uh, this particular room at the Kessel Run has a very comfy, old-style uh, armchair. looks like it would fit into any living room circa like 1983 or something like that <laughs> and uh, Dev is currently just leaning back yeah. way away from his microphone so despite the fact that he's snoring I doubt you can even hear him well um, I don't I don't want to be uh, breathing into the mic as people are talking so I'm kind of moving yeah. back unless it's fair fair enough so uh, so yeah so we have kind of the prototypical group I'm playing a thief uh, my friend Will, who some of the folks around the table have met, uh, he's playing a wizard for the first time, I believe. Um, and that we have kind of a beast friend type guy, a straight up knight, a war priest, and that. And I don't know, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, other than that, really not a heck of a lot going on, going on in the hobby. My streak of not getting around to watching Netflix continues <laughs> as much as mentioned on the podcast before um, I'm still on episode 3 of Jessica Jones I haven't even touched Daredevil season 2 yet so uh, really looking forward to that so you'll have to close your ears when we start talking about it to avoid yeah. spoilers yeah well whatever I, I, I don't care about spoilers anymore because I honestly don't know whether I'll ever have time to actually get around to watching stuff so, for example, even though I haven't watched Batman v Superman, and, you know, I don't know if I will, I happily listened to the last episode of the podcast. Well, I was going to say, you listened to it. Okay. Because I was curious as to what uh, my two buddies thought of it. Hey. I'm actually a lot more inclined to see it now that I've heard what you thought of it. Oh, good. So, we'll go from there. And, anyways, I apologize for any noise as I pass the mic off to Nick. Yeah, you see, as guests of the show, uh, Dwayne and I are sharing a microphone <laughs> while everyone else has these, you know, fancy microphone stands with well, pop cards. Well, you can realize also Dev edits, so we can just, like, guess? What guest? <laughs> <laughs> okay, there, there is that. I suppose I should be, you know. <laughs> Anyways, I'm actually between, uh, between games right now. Uh, I mean, I've, I've, my last game was a uh, regular D&D game that I ran in a world of my own that started off very fantasy and kind of ended up with uh, with a half work with a steam powered chainsaw in one hand and a severed head as a hand puppet in the other <coughs> that changes things it, it does it, it does but uh, it, it worked um, so yeah right now I've been mostly video gaming um, the uh, there's a lot of video games right now which are kind of you know survival style minecraft games uh minecraft hit it big and there's about two dozen on steam right now which are trying to cash in on that i'm playing uh only two dozen <laughs> I, i'm at least two dozen yeah yeah okay well i'm trying to get a hold of alien isolation i've heard that's supposed to be pretty good oh alien isolation i've heard about that that's supposed to be pretty good but yeah. uh Sorry, that that's survival horror. Yes. Um, whereas these these kind of games, where it's just they kind of turn you off into an open world, um, and it's up to you to sort of build uh, enough stuff to get you through to survive and thrive, but without sort of a real plot or end goal. So, like, I'm playing one right now called Empyrean Galactic Survival, um, 
where you know it's you start off you crash land on a uh, planet and then you have to build a base then you have to build vehicles and eventually build a ship that can take you between other planets to get resources and you know it's all about basically trying to you know feed yourself while stave off these robot attacks but it, it's no real plot no per no. se most of them don't have very much it's pretty basic yeah, yeah. well i mean it's it's the appeal is you know you can you can put your imprint on the world and make it your own but uh, I'm also uh, going to get back into Fallout 4 now ah, that the survival mode one. is done. I've, yep. I've played about five hours of the survival mode. Um, and it's irritating as hell. <laughs> I haven't tried that one, but I heard it's... Well, because you, you, it saves the game when you sleep. So, uh, how about, like... Well, okay, it's probably not too many spoilers, but, like, the very first thing you do is you get out of the vault, you go to the Museum of Freedom, and you have to... Uh, you know, fight off a bunch of bandits, and then there's a fight when you get your first power armor, and there's a death claw. So, there's a game, uh, a place you can save just on the edge of that town. Yeah. But, like, three times, I've gone in, you clean around all the bandits, um, you get up to the top, you've got your power armor, the death claw comes, he parks himself in an out-of-the-way place so you can't shoot him from the roof, so you get down, you have a big fight, and because it's survival mode, the death claw kills you. Uh, of course. Cause and when, you know, when he has like a little sliver of health left, and then you got to do it all over again. and then you has been able to save until the... Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I understand the appeal. There's a lot of things I like about it, but I don't know. Not being able to save and like, if you could save at a zone transition or something, it might yeah. be a little less Well, yeah, the ability to save games was, was nice. Because I remember, you know, the old days of the 80s where you couldn't save and you'd have to start way from the beginning. It's like, this yeah. is annoying because I'm doing it all over again. So, yeah. yeah, but I mean, I understand it's to, you know, make it make it so there's actually, you know, a penalty to death. So you actually feel like, you know... Maybe I won't, you know, hold this... But it's a video game. I don't want any penalties to death. I want to just be able to keep playing. Well, there you go then. Like, I mean, it's the... uh, Yeah. I mean, there's... It's... I understand sort of, you know, well, you know, I need to plan out and, you know, maybe think a little more strategically and get get a little more, uh, you know, uh, try the game in a different way, but it's just, you know, having to redo 10 minutes when you know it's going to be the last 30 seconds... Yeah, no, that gets, that's what I'm saying. That, those things for me get very irritating because it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, I know exactly what to do for all the way through, through again, and do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, not running a uh, tabletop game right now or a. Uh, well, you, you have something you, know, you can get into. Dev gave you some war machine there. Yes, so yes. Devrim uh, gave me a starting war machine set, the Protectorate of Minoth Battle Group. Um, so. I actually... Is it Minoth or Manoth? Minoth? It's Menoth, I believe. All right. Well, from now on, it's Minoth. So um, they're the religious fanatics in the War Machine universe. Um, their steam-powered magic robots have flamethrowers and the power of Minoth, the the uh, god on their side. Mm, uh, Min- uh-huh. Well, you know, Minoth, Minoth is the lawful god. Not good, not evil, just lawful. I'm alth- no, no, bad Pat. No, <laughs> what you're doing is wrong. It's it's actually one of my favorite movies, despite oh. the fact that it's a terrible, terrible movie. No, no, no. It's the movie is great. It's just the I'm just just Pat's impression is terrible. <laughs> That's what Stallone sounds like. That in there, though. On to you, Pat. <laughs> I haven't been doing too much gaming besides the D and D, but there has been been watching Jessica. Started watching Jessica Jones. 
that was. I like Jessica. It, it's a good one. You like? Yeah, it. actually, all, all of it's the darker than like I was told is darker, and it is darker right from the very beginning yeah. uh, than Daredevil. Uh, I've only into, like again, I've only started watching it. So, uh-huh. uh, Luke Cage is already introduced, which I thought was pretty early to introduce Luke Cage. Yeah, but and I mean, it's it honestly the whole Marvel Netflix thing, whatever they're calling it. Yeah. Um, it's well executed. Oh no, they, it is. They Without treat it. the character. They treat the characters seriously while at the same time not and give them getting too bogged down and getting yeah. a chance to develop and, and and having decent backstories and everything is nice. Uh-huh. The other thing I watched recently, Godzilla. Finally, the one with uh, Brian Craston. I have still not seen that. No, it's actually it's it's well obviously better than the uh, Matthew Broderick. That's a lot of fish one. What Matthew Broderick one? He there was never a movie with Matthew Broderick um, and again Godzilla at the same right. time. Of course not. It was a. Giant lizard takes Manhattan. But I, I have no memory of this. Yeah, uh, but Godzilla, that one was I didn't mind too much. Until at the end, like cheering this lizard who helped help destroy part of the city, I thought was uh, really people are cheering a giant lizard that helped destroy the city. But yeah, it's Hollywood. Mm. But have it you seen the even more destructive? Yeah, yeah. insects and, that were destroying the city. And and to be fair, if you watch a lot of the Japanese Godzilla movies, it's just like Godzilla will come out and he will just absolutely wreck Tokyo. And people are cheering him on. In fact, what was it? I think it was Godzilla 2000, where Godzilla defeats whatever monster it was at the time. Yeah. And Godzilla is running off and continuing to destroy Tokyo. Yes. While people are cheering him yeah. on. Yay! You're the bigger lizard that's only eating some of us. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I know the Japanese ones have always been strange. Where it's like, why are you cheering for the giant lizard walking through your city? Mm. Uh, I picked up some comics recently. I got into the Civil War to read it to prepare for next week's uh, movie. Which uh, one would that be? Oh, gee, uh, I think it's a uh, Captain No Name versus Tin Man or something like that. Yeah. I believe it's uh, called Iron Suit. Iron Suit. Oh, yes, you're right. Iron Suit versus the Shield. Yes, that's right. That's yes. right. Uh, Captain Canuck, maybe? No, no. Uh, okay, it, sorry. That there should be a Captain Canuck movie. There, there, there should be a Captain Canuck movie. Yes, they, the comics are good. Mm-hmm. Anyways, finish your thing. Uh, so I picked up the civil, some of the Civil War ones to start reading again. And uh, it's, I hadn't read all the ones before. Now that I started reading them, I, I was telling Dev and a couple other friends today, they stole the Watchmen theme for part of it. Yes, I know. Tony Stark is a guy who manipulated a whole bunch of uh, things to have it happen to save humanity from all the stuff. Like, but Osmandilius did that in Watchmen. Oh, what is it, Marvel? You'd think people don't read DC Comics? Why would I so anyways, yeah, that that was an issue. But other than that, they're not too bad. I, I uh, again, it comes into where's Thor? Well, Thor was dead at the time. Oh, that never stopped. It's comics. Ooh, yeah, he's dead. He, Next well, week, I'll be thing, back. The the thing was was that uh, we have to th- make sure that he's not involved no, in the war because no, he's act- overpowering act- everything. No, actually, the two had nothing to do with each other. The sales on Thor's book had tanked. Yeah. They tanked for years. They decided to do basically a world ending well, storyline for I'm him. talking as a writer. You're going, dude, how do we not he have was, Thor in this? He was dead, and they weren't allowed to use him. Yeah. So well, they well, used why, him. Why would Thor care about what humans do on their own realm? Yeah. He comes from a different realm. Well, he only comes it. when there's yeah. earth that's shattering shit happening. That's how you could have done it as opposed well, to it's, oh, it's, it's well established that he has a rather soft spot for Midgard. But anyways, the reason he wasn't there was he was dead. Marvel okay. editorial dead, wasn't ready to bring him back dead, yet. Dead is a poor excuse because yeah, it's it's a comic book. 
Oh, we can redo some again. Oh, it's a clone. Because they actually had a Thor clone. So Yes. That was and dumb. That was stupid. That was... And it was dealt with really nicely. I don't know if anyone had the opportunity to read uh, J. Michael Straczynski's run on Thor. No. But uh, Actually, they, yes. they dealt with that very, very nicely in, in there. Uh, Thor and Iron Man had a conversation. It didn't go terribly well for Tony. Well, of course not. So, um... Well, so, yeah. it turns out that Tony wears an iron suit and Thor tosses uh, lightning around. How does that work out? <laughs> Although, yeah. if you recall, in the movie, it uh, supercharged him. But, um, but yeah, uh, all of Civil War is on Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. One of these days, I'm gonna, going to get around to reading it. I mostly ignored it when it was coming out. Yeah, Civil War is okay, but I was much more of a fan of the storyline that came after Civil War, which is when S.H.I.E.L.D. gets broken down and becomes Dark Rain. Sword. Dar the Dark Rain series. That yeah. was probably my favorite. Well, Dark Rain came, sorry, uh, Civil War came along. After that was Secret Invasion. Oh, you're right, you're right. It was Secret Invasion. Norman Osborn managed to manipulate events during Secret Invasion. Yeah, he to, came out as the hero. Yeah, he, he came out smelling like a rose and made, got himself made uh, Director of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then changed which S.H.I.E.L.D. He to S.W.O.R.D. revamped to Hammer. Oh, was it Hammer? Sword, Sword was the organization that, that protected Earth from, space. from, from outer space. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Sword was there beforehand, it just you didn't see them very much. Okay. Yeah, the weird thing is, is that uh, Sword has since been revamped as the new Alpha Flight. Oh, really? really? Yeah. Okay. So... Yeah, for whatever reason. Good Canadian content. Well, yeah. Well, some of some of the members of Alpha Flight are involved. It's being led by Captain Marvel, over uh, Carol Danvers. Yeah, I was gonna say okay. which, which Captain Marvel. Because there's, there's several of those two. Currently, only one, well, Carol thought... Danvers. Unless you go to DC Comics. Wait, but is isn't she? Um, she's no longer Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel, though. No, no, no. Because no, there's, a, there's a new Captain Marvel named Kamala Khan. No, that's new Miss Marvel. Oh, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Please you're right. get the yeah. Marvels Kam right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I Kamala mean, there's so many of them. Yeah. Kamala <laughs> Khan. Yeah. yeah. Kamala Khan was a major fan of Captain Marvel, who, when she developed Inhuman powers, yeah. uh, the female took, Captain Marvel, not the took male the name Captain Marvel, kind Marvel. of as a. Homage okay. to her hero. Because still, they still Excellent. haven't brought back the original Captain Marvel. That's Which they won't. Don't say won't. Oh, are you talking they the, the Kree? Don't the Kree won't. Captain Marvel? They, they won't. Yes, don't say won't, Dwayne. It's business and comics. They can do anything. Uh, they the Carol Danvers back. has a movie as Captain Marvel coming out in 2018. Yeah. They are not bringing back Marvel of the Creek. Uh, it's not going to happen. I don't know. You want to put money on it? Because who knows in five years down the line they might decide, It's hey, not going to happen you can't because see. they positioned her as the premier female hero in the Marvel Universe. For now. It's comics, And they're not Dwayne. going to they're not going to have a backlash by taking that away from the female character and bringing back the male character. It's backlash? Not, not going to happen. dropping a female character? Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, I know. <laughs> do, you, do you read any of the comics press these days? Yeah. But, Dwayne, the simple solution to that is bring him back and change his name. Yeah. No, he's not he, hard. He, they he do can, that all he the time. He can still be Captain Marvel. That's not bring him back as Captain Marvel. Right. Captain no, Marvel is don't Carol forget. Danvers. Uh, no, don't and forget. That's not going to change. Marvel. He had two L's. <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah. A, and a tick in his name. And yeah. a tick in his name. Yeah. Please. Yeah. It's, yeah. He's different. 
They're it not was... going to do it. That's what you call brand confusion. And they're True. building a brand around Carol Danvers. Listen, not going to happen. Dwayne, Dwayne's absolutely correct. No, it's not something you're going to see. You don't know. It, can, I, it, it all depends Pat. if it takes over Marvel. It, it, there, things can change. They probably won't do it for quite a long time. But who knows, in 20 years, they might decide, uh... Okay, in, in 20 well, years, we may not be alive. Okay, so I, I, guess the, I guess, you know, while Dwayne has very good points, and I'm going to give the mic back to him, because Dwayne and I are sharing a mic, which is why we're not arguing. Um, <laughs> well, no, it's, it's, it's why. But, uh, you know, Dwayne has a good point about Never Say Never, but my point is, comic books... I say never and say never. Okay, sorry. Anyways, my point is that comic books have done some weird, weird crap in the past. Oh, yeah. And, you know, yes, they probably don't want to, you know, overwrite Captain Marvel's, uh, I don't know, brand positioning or whatever it was. But, you know, they'll give, they'll give a comic book series to someone. He'll decide he wants to do Captain Marvel, yep. um, the Kree dude. And, or uh, the female Captain Marvel. And say no. No, well, I, but don't know that, Dwayne. We don't the know Cap- that. They've done. They've the, done them. Yes. If the Captain Marvel female doesn't do well, she starts to do badly at the box office and badly in sales and stuff like that. They might do. You know what? We could do a revamp and maybe kick the sales back up. I'm just saying, comic books have not always been highbrow entertainment. Even now, they are not great on continuity. No. They have this. The whole why both DC and Marvel have this whole multiverse theory. Uh, thing going on so they can have you know the same character do 10 different things at once yeah. um, but it's different universes so right. it's totally in character yeah um, or you know spider-man can undo his long-lost marriage by making a deal with a demon or whatever it was just yeah dumb dumb don't, don't get me started over anything. yeah anyways what? but uh, if we wanted to talk dumb i could talk about some of the star wars extended universe there i'm glad oh don't go there that's just some really bad oh shot. there's some dumb Wait, are you talking new expanded universe or old expanded? Old expanded universe. Oh, that, so what that, it was, I was good. that stuff's already been well. I know, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad he did because so what it was. I used to I used to GM a Star Wars role playing game for a while, and so I got some source books about uh, you know the expanded universe and just you know it, there. Firstly, there's a lot of people. Um, after the original trilogy expanded universe, who are named some variation of Luke. There's an actual <laughs> evil evil Jedi person who was named Luke, which is L-U apostrophe U-K-E. Um, Dwayne has something to add about that. Yeah, one of the things that actually really impressed me with how much clout um, Timothy Zahn must have had mm-hmm. with Lucasfilm was when he went back to do his uh, follow-up uh, like uh, duology, like the two-book follow-up to his original um, Heir to the Empire trilogy, he got away with basically brushing off every single characterization of Luke in between as Luke coming in under the influence of the dark side. Yeah. He basically retconned every other portrayal of Luke in between his first three books and the next two. Yeah. And Lucasfilm let him get away with it. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, and again, you know, this is, this is kind of half-remembered stuff from a source book I read a while ago. But there is like, you know... Everywhere Luke went, there happened to be, you know, an evil dark side plot. Um, but, oh, a Jedi, like, he goes to an s- abandoned space station, which happens to be overrun by the dark side. But there's a, the spirit of a Jedi trapped in the main computer, which is there to help him. And just like... Well, that's what's coming. Oh, it's a, it's a c- clone. It's an LMD. It's this. It's not actually him. Yeah. Yes. Star Wars is much more fun when you approach it like Shadowrun. Jedi are not strong versus bumpers. 
<laughs> no, I'm done. That was it for my gaming in the in the comics book. All right, Pat. Okay. Well, um, I'm running the. You're uh, still here. Yes. Patrick's still I'm involved. Still I'm still involved. I'm uh, running that uh, D&D campaign that uh, Dwayne and Patrick are involved in. Yes. Um, it's not quite as dire as Dwayne thinks it is. I just warned them that uh, they're close to an encounter where the creatures aren't affected by normal or by weapons in general, magic or normal. So they just have to figure out how they're going to deal with something like that. Yeah, I can't imagine why D&D players would be concerned about an encounter where weapons don't work. <laughs> just defeat them with the power of song. Are these Unfortunately, there's no bards in the party. <laughs> no, no, we'll just start singing. No, he didn't. Say, I didn't say good song. Yeah. And uh, bonus points for Devin for the Zentradi reference. Godward nerds. Yeah, and we're old nerds. Yeah. So remember really old shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, sorry, Pat. Beep. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, <I'm> good. <coughs> That's pretty much it as far as the, uh, the, sorry. the uh, role playing goes. Um, I have. Uh, well, in preparing for today, uh, with the tabletop day, I uh, started looking at old uh, AV, uh, flight simulator games. Yeah, so sorry, because you ran uh, the... I was doing uh, Wings of War. Wings of War. Yeah. <laughs> Pat, you could have just let him continue his sentence yeah. without interrupting Well, him. I want to let people know what game he ran. Well, well, he, yeah, going to be discussing it. So he he was later. about to be talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, where's, where's the fun? We'll not, we could be talking over him. That's right. <laughs> so... Uh, I uh, downloaded uh, B17. The oh, yes. That's and when you that get barrel roll. <laughs> B17. Is that the one I'm thinking of? No, that, that, that was... Uh, Star Fox, wasn't it? No, no, no. I no. think it was one of the Lucas One of the Lucas ones. ones. Yeah, yeah, you can actually barrel roll a B17. Yeah. Anyhow, with this one, uh, I'm uh, still trying to figure out how to taxi off the runway and take off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's such a realistic <laughs> it's a, simulator. It's a bombing run. I'll be there. Just, well, just no, uh, all, the, uh, all the keys they're telling me that are for turning on things and taking off the brakes and so on don't seem to be working. I see. not off the keyboard. Can you like, can I, can I switch to the gunner? <laughs> I'll take the gunner. <laughs> yeah, but that's not what the tutorial's all about. <laughs> um, and I've uh, rediscovered uh, Neverwinter Nights 2, so I've been playing oh, that. Yeah. Created oh. a, uh, a drow, a female drow swashbuckler to uh, run the campaign in. Neverwinter yeah, my only my only problem with Neverwinter Nights two is that unfortunately they switched companies from uh, Bioware who did the first one, and the new company wasn't interested in doing a Linux client, which I thought was a real shame because uh, the original Neverwinter Nights was one of the ones that just absolutely worked flawlessly on my open source boxes, so that was great. Buy Windows like the rest of us. <laughs> He's uh, got a Windows emulator; it's good enough. Yeah, uh, no, seriously, have you ever tried to use Linux? Nothing but command line, configuration files. Yeah, um, haven't really seen any new shows or anything like that. Um, uh, I've been feeling frustrated with Legends of Tomorrow, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, uh, you were saying that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, unfortunately, the show seems to be dropping IQ points as it goes along. Yeah. The, last, the last couple of ones... The plot holes, I think well, they're approaching Grand Canyon Well, I think size, it starts with the plot hole right from the beginning. You've got a time-traveled machine. Yeah. You know when Adam Savage, uh, roughly Vandal around... Savage, not Adam Savage. Oh, sorry. It's not Mythbusters. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. You, have a rough, you have a rough idea of when he became an immortal, because yeah. the comet dropped on him. So, go back before the comet... And stop him from being there. And stop him from being there. 
Yeah. In a series, you don't actually have to kill it either, so and, and, nobody's yeah. morals are going to be all yeah, exactly. screwed and, up over yeah. it too. Oh, end of yeah. end of series. Oh well, damn. Oh, maybe we yeah. should have thought that through. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, there's another tactic could take on it because his immortality is and his gain in power is dependent on killing off uh, Hawk Girl and Hawkman. So why not change the premise of the show to protecting their past incarnations from it? Oh, I see. So every, every incarnation of them that he kill, they he kills, he gets stronger. That's right. Yeah, just keep them safe. Yeah. Well, but I mean, if it's a time machine, having never seen the show, mind you. Well, no, Va- but I'm just saying that sounds like a really good concept. Vandals is. doesn't have a time machine. Okay. Va- it, Vandals just immortal, so they're fighting him at different points. But, but that's what I'm saying is that that sounds like an awesome concept where you know. Every monster of the week is them at a different time period, mm-hmm. or you know, for two or three weeks stretch. You know, now we need to f- protect Hawk Girl and Hawkman in um, 16th century Japan. The mm-hmm. next week, it's we'll protect them during. This Actually, you're right. That would be interesting. That would be way better. Plus, I mean, the way it's set up, they've got to kill Vandal Savage. So basically, right. every episode, they're trying to kill him, and they're going to fail because if they don't fail, the series is finished, or at least their mission is finished. Yeah. And so if it's protecting Hawk Girl and and Hawkman, well, now you're defeating Savage and still having a positive outcome on, you know, you're actually achieving your goals as you do it. I've I've heard rumors to the effect that uh, the plan is that the, the basic premise will remain the same. It's Rip Hunter and a team of heroes gathered to travel through history, but that the reason behind it will be completely different in season two. Mm-hmm. So, and the team will be different in season two. I don't know about that. It wouldn't terribly surprise me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if for nothing else, I would find it. I don't think Victor Garber is terribly interested in devoting multiple years to a TV show again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Uh, there's been nothing definite on it. Yeah. But as much as I like the show, I like the characters, but unfortunately the plotting has just been falling down. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, uh, Nick has like, an idea. Uh, so, I mean, I'm, I'm going to watch it till the end. I'll probably watch it in season two, but it, it's been disappointing me lately, that's for sure. Yeah. Sorry, just... Um, something I did watch recently and uh, people may find interesting is an anime series um, it's called The Gate um, and the concept is one day a portal to a fantasy world opens up in downtown modern day Tokyo and a bunch of fantasy monsters come out and try to take over Tokyo and it does not end well for them Um, but then the series is about the Japanese self-defense force going through this gate into this fantasy world where they realize it's like, hey, we're a modern army and this is a fantasy world. Yes, they have dragons, but most of them are running around with swords. And we've got RPGs. And they have, you know, all this untapped oil and mineral resources. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) And so they they actually, you know, they, they treat it really well. Um, I mean, yes, it's anime and... But still, it's like, you've got a sword. Uh, I've got a machine gun. No, 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 no. You have a sword. I have an attack helicopter. Oh, okay. And there's a there's a scene. Um, it's it's you if you if you look it up on Google, you'll find this scene. But it's you know where there's a bunch of brigands taking over a town, and an attack helicopter comes and resolves the conflict in about thirty seconds with no survivors. And 
you know, again, it's they they do it really they 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 treat it fairly well. I mean, yeah, it's like a lot of anime. It's it's apologies for the Japanese self defense force. Yeah, is it but, on Netflix? Sorry. Uh, or show me or I don't think it's on Netflix or show me. Um, but it's worth tracking down. Okay. Okay. You, you can edit. I can. Okay, because I'm about to say I totally pirated it, and that's where. <laughs> oh, we say that all the time. <laughs> uh, completely pirated it. Um, it. You can you can actually find it on YouTube. I'm just not sure you're supposed to. But we we actually never have mentioned pirating anything ever no, before. We, just say we, we may euphemize it. Yes. <laughs> you mean that people can actually find entertainment materials without, without paying, for, paying for them on the internet? Well, well, I can't believe it. Never heard of that before. Well, I mean, just, you know, I'm being recorded. People yeah. may understand. Out of the Basement who... podcast does not condone or <laughs> encourage <laughs> anyone to. does not to... support or condone. <laughs> Anyways, let's, let's, let's get back to it. Well, uh, another show that I uh, that just finished, their, their season that I really enjoyed, was uh, Lucifer. It had a slow start, but got really interesting from the middle towards the end. Yeah, I'm way behind on Lucifer. I think okay. I'm six to eight episodes in, okay. in back. But uh, I haven't watched. Okay, what is it. Lucifer? Just can you give me an uh, elevator? Well, pitch? it's based. You know uh, Neil Gaiman's uh, Sandman series. Yeah. Okay. One of the characters was Lucifer, the devil. Oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah. So he's basically decided, I've had it with hell. I'm coming to Earth for a vacation, and uh, and uh, so other. Another angel is sent to, well, not another angel, but an angel is sent to try and bring him back to hell, uh, and he's absolutely refusing. In the TV series, he's uh, connecting up with a uh, homicide detective, and so the two of them are basically solving murders. Yeah. Ba- it's it's it's, it's yeah. sort of a comedy as well because it makes um, it so well they, they, they take it's a light, light it's light hearted drama yeah exactly because yeah. they, they're um, kind of a little bit what, buddy comedy yes. or buddy cop well one, it's, it's one not of the ref- cipher one of the refreshing things about Lucifer and I've mentioned it before, previously on the on the mm-hmm. podcast is that he is absolutely open about who he is his name is Lucifer Morningstar um, he owns a nightclub. To anyone he happens to meet, that's his name. If they ask him who he is, he'll reply that he is the devil. Um, at one point, he's getting shot at, and the police detective, who believes he's absolutely insane, um, shoves him out of the way, and he's all, Hello, what part of a mortal do you not understand? <laughs> um you know, it's it's a refreshing change that he's not hiding. Yeah. But nobody's very, believing him. Very, very few people believe. There's there's a number of people do pop up who yeah. absolutely believe. And he does uh, have the power to convince them. Yeah. But, but he doesn't show but, it to most um, people. You know, it's it's a nice change. Uh, I've mentioned before that uh, my whole patience for the whole secret identity trope has been waning in the past number of years. So yeah. the fact that this guy is just right out there going, yeah, I mean, yep. <laughs> I like it. You know, it's still no, he's still no Lewis Cipher from Angel Heart, though. Uh, uh, well, he, he's not out to cause trouble. He's out to free people from their inhibitions. Yeah, he basically just decided that, you know, I got stuck with the hell job because I rebelled. Why am I doing what he's telling me to now? <laughs> so I'm going to 
keep the rebellion thing going, and I'm just going to say goodbye to this job that I hate. Uh, I'm just going to go to Los Angeles. Every middle class person out there. Yeah. I'm I'm just going to go to Los Angeles and live my life and enjoy myself. Yeah. Well, it's easy for him to do. He doesn't have a goddamn mortgage. Yeah, exactly. I mean, (laughs) I mean, say what you will about hell. You know, maybe the climate's not great. No overhead though. It's it's, it's, it's it's bought and paid for. Yeah, it's well, being the devil, money's not an issue for. Him. Well, he's also getting. Isn't he the one who's who's getting all the rent for all the souls and everything? So he's yeah. rich too, right? Yeah, so. yeah, he's doing all right, you know. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, no, no good retirement plan, but you know, he's right. immortal, so he doesn't give a shit about a retirement plan. Exactly, exactly. Should have bleeped. Yeah. No. Okay. Wait, it can't bleep. What shit? Yeah. So, oh, yeah, fuck. so this this sounds like <laughs> this sounds like something I should track down actually. Because I got the last time I saw you know evil done really well was on Supernatural. I'm to like season eight or something. Well, Crowley. Crowley just. F- he is perfect the way he does that as the. Well, that's the, the thing about Lucifer. He's not evil. Well, right. yeah, but that that. He, in fact, one of the things that pisses him off so much is how everybody blames him for evil. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you really look at the theology of it, it makes no sense. Yeah, because God's but, one who did it. Well. Just let's just not get into the theology <laughs> right now. But the, the, no, with supernatural, I mean, they did they did the demons well because yes. they were evil. Yeah, like that that whole thing where they uh, what the hell was the name where the demon helps them out during the first couple of seasons to fix oh, the gun. Uh, yes, the female one there, Ruby. 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 Yeah, yes. thank you. And you know, it's like she's turned over new leaf, and then at the end, it's like, no, you were completely fucking evil the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just using you. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Satan. Yeah. Yeah, my, my favorite uh, depiction of the devil, actually, in any show that I've seen so far has been in Reaper, where... Re- Ray, Ray Wise yeah. had a great devil. Well, there, there's oh, been some fantastic. good ones. Uh, in Brimstone, Glover. Yeah, John Glover. John Glover did a he, great job. It was a is... short-run TV mm-hmm. show, unfortunately, but he did a very good job as the devil. Oh, yeah. I mean, like... and the cons- uh, Brimstone. It was basically what it was, was a guy who was... Uh, a priest from the Middle Ages, or no, 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 no. You're getting Brimstone mixed mixed up with, uh, of all things, a Canadian show. I can't remember. Oh, right, yes, you're right. Sorry, no, I yeah, can't remember Brim- the name of Brimstone, that one. Brimstone. He was in hell. A bunch of angels es- or demons escaped. Lucifer yeah. wanted them tracked down, so he got this guy, yeah. who was at one point a cop, I believe. Yeah, the and, the, the, the the story behind it was uh, cop. Uh, kills his wife's right. rapist. Yes. Ends up dying in the line of duty. Of course, gets sent to hell because, because he, killed he murdered yeah. the rapist. Yeah. And after a jailbreak from hell, the devil is basically, no. Nobody escapes from here. Yeah. So he sends the, this guy after. Yeah. Which, there was he actually interest. Lori Petty was in it. Yeah. She, uh, I believe, was the uh, uh, manager uh, of the of the, the, the Flop House Hotel. Was, it was interesting because every day he'd wake up with the exact same amount of money. Seventeen dollars, I think it was. Yeah. It was Very, nothing. It was nothing, but he couldn't. So he had to like pay every day, like so much for this and then that. But every yeah. morning he'd wake and up. And it absolutely would not accumulate if he nope. didn't spend any money that day. He would wake up the next day with, with the same amount of money. Yeah. As the devil put it, it's like, you're not here to get comfortable. You're not here to finish old business. You're not here to do anything except track down my escapees. Yeah. That's it. So it was, it was, it was an interesting one. Unfortunately, it was short-lived. I think it would, it, well, nowadays... It, it, it was a fantasy show on Fox. Of course it was short Yeah. But I mean, I think nowadays it would actually have a better chance of surviving, considering like Supernatural, 
Lucifer, all those other sort of ones. So I think it would do better now. Anyways, that was, sorry, that's yeah. That the, was, there's been some good depictions of the devil in TV series, but yeah. Did you did you ever see Reaper? Yeah, yeah but that's the show I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, where amazing show. What the, what the what's that actor's name who played Satan in in that one? Ray Wise. Ray Wise. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because he every time I see him in everything, I'm just like ah Satan. Yeah. Which is funny because he was apparently in one of the God's Not Dead movies. Uh, I don't know. It's it's. Oh God. No, no, it's called God's, God's Not, Not Dead. dead. There's, there's two of them. There's two of them now. And they're basically they're made by uh, a Christian film company, and they're about uh, you know how how you know us evil atheists are out. I just self-identify as an atheist on the internet. Shock. But, um, you know, us evil atheists are out to uh, suppress the good word of Jesus Christ. And, you know, we see every, every atheist secretly believes in Jesus. We just want to disobey. I'm reminded of uh, a bumper sticker I saw once. Uh, God is dead. Nietzsche. Followed up with Nietzsche is dead. God. So. <laughs> no, my favorite bumper know, sticker is so still, God was my co-pilot until we crashed in the Andes and I had to eat him. <laughs> yes. Oh, I like that one. That's, that, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. Um, so okay, so now that we spent 46 minutes, 25 seconds talking about just our week in the hobby, let me tell you about mine. <laughs> oh, you want to talk well, now? Yes, <laughs> we're, we're not done yet. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that we've added a person. True. I mean, like, the podcast is standardly like three people. Today yeah. it's five. True, which is one of the larger ones that we've had. Anyway, so uh, the only thing that I've really been doing uh, hobby-wise, and I've been doing nothing but posting pictures about it, has been painting models for Arena Racks. They do look good, man. They, they look really impressive. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 re- I'm relatively happy with the job that I've done. Like they're not, they're not to a super high quality. They're mainly to tabletop quality. I have to ask you the obvious question. Sure. Have you bought any more Arena Rex since the last podcast? Uh, had I bought any during our last podcast? Um, no, because you bought the, our on, on the last podcast, you mentioned the stuff you brought home from Adepticon. Right. And then you said that you broke down and went online and kind of filled out your main army and had some other stuff. I was just wondering, in the couple of weeks since you recorded that one... Have you broke down and bought more Arena Rex? No, I have not purchased anything in addition to the last order. But the last order has arrived. Oh, nice. I'm now finished with my main faction and my the original second faction that I picked up. So now I'm starting to work on uh, the third faction, which are the Mor- Moritari. Moritari? Okay. These are Egyptian-based. It's an Egyptian-based Ludus. So they have... Um, uh, their, their themes are more um, like snake-like, fluid. Uh, their models are very not not serpentine, but there's um, there's a lot of movement to their models. So it's like the models are are in the middle of a, a very cool action. So there's this one girl who's almost like a, a whirling dervish. So she has um, a trail of uh, like a headdress that she wears, which normally would just be cloth hanging down around her. But because she's in the middle of a spin, that that cloth is now fanned out and they're individual strips too so it's that, kind of curling around her body as she spins that sounds like a challenge to paint um it's not going to be easy i think the challenge will be more putting it together uh the painting should be okay once again i'm not doing it to a like a, a competition quality i'm only doing it so that it'll look good when it's playing on the tabletop when you're away from it so if you bring it up close you'll see obvious flaws and defects 
in the painting itself. But from a distance, I would no. say the stuff looks pretty good so far. Cool. So that's what I'm working on now, and I've got you know a whole other faction. That's the one that Pat can't wait for yeah, for Viking me to be done, and, uh, which is a mixture of Viking and North, North Americans. Americans. <laughs> so that that one's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Um, other than sitting and painting, I've started getting back into uh, terrain as well. So I've actually managed to put together maybe about 40 to 50 percent of one of the Kickstarters that I'd picked up by um, uh, a friend of mine, um, Lathan. He runs a company called Burn In Designs, and they have a very cool uh, kit they put on, on Kickstarter called the uh, the Skyway Project. So it's it's meant to be played multi level. So every oh, there's nice. there's yes. you know, you can have stuff on the ground, but this is designed to kind of sit above it on pillars. So you can have guys going up and down ramps, up and down elevators. Uh, everything is beautiful. It's all cut like laser cut from MDF, which is why it's called burn in designs but, yeah okay but you're used to fighting 2d how will you fight 3d right exactly it, it adds an additional challenge yeah, no. to the game but also gives you a nice unique um well, it's uh, nice arena to play on. some things you can do then battle like you have the, the the not rooftop things but you have different floors right levels, exactly right? exactly so and it it's mainly designed more towards smaller skirmish style games like you you wouldn't necessarily have a giant army running through it. like you don't want to put 40 models on it but you can have like a war band of ten models going throughout this serpentine structure or something. Anyway, the um, sounds like a battle tech. Uh, right. Well, you well, you, you could. Sorry, the microphone was away. Uh, yeah, for like battle tech or something where you know it's it's, it's not really at the right scale yeah. for battle yeah, tech, unfortunately. But, but, but I'm just saying, like battle, you know, you have like four or five models per side. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or well, the recon unit things we do in the Warhammer 40k. Right. Yeah. You you could you could do a. Um, there, there's actually a name for it. Is it recon? It's recon, yeah. Yeah. Or patrol, sorry. Patrol, patrol sorry, mission. Patrol, yeah, patrol. You, no, you, you could do like a, a 15, 20 man patrol mission with two units, maybe one guy leading them going through this area. That would work. Um, you could do it for if you were getting into Necromunda or if you're getting into, um, on the fantasy side, the other, Mordheim. Mm. You could do something like that where it's war bands. Uh, there's a post apocalyptic game which is currently on Kickstarter right now for a physical hard book called This Is Not a Test. You could be playing that kind of game on it too. Uh, so I've been doing a lot of basically building, uh, quite a bit of painting. Um, yesterday I finally pulled out my, or a couple of days ago, I pulled out some of the GW um, kits. Right, yes. Yeah, so terrain kits that yeah. I picked up. Uh, the one I'm currently doing is... Um, I don't remember the name of it, but it's basically a, a giant statue of a guy with uh, imperial um, decorations all over him, and it's like he's mourning. So he's it, it's almost like the kind of thing you'd see in a cemetery, like a, a giant statue in right. a cemetery. Mm -hmm. So what's the scale of it, like compared to the Marines? Of oh, it's 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 about three inches tall, so it's much larger. It, it'd be like a giant. That's three inches tall. Yes. Okay, for those of you who <laughs> don't, don't have... actually see what the hand gestures that people are doing, is this is a radio show. Devon's three inches is what it's most nine. of us would call about you know a foot or so. Yeah, but it's, it's, but it's the point probably, being it's is probably that more like it was it's in yeah, scale to be anyway. you know, just like a, a standard um, you know memorial statue, right, so exactly. about twice the size of a guy, uh, four or five times the size of a guy. Okay, yeah. Really big. Okay, 
Like a, like a non-standard big statue. Right. And then there's also a broken Aquila, like something had fallen off of a, uh, a building or something. Right, I've seen those ones. Cracked yeah, on the ground. Uh, it's, it's basically a, uh, a kit. Uh, so all three of these came in one box. Uh, super easy to put together. I base coat it in black. I, I'm just going to hit it with some copper, put some tarnish on top of it, and it'll be done. It's going to be very easy to do. I just need time, basically, because we've been prepping for this for today. Yeah. And it's taken bloody forever. Um, in TVs, in TV shows, I haven't really been watching things that are geeky. Well, the only thing that's kind of fantasy-based is called, uh, a very cool show on Stars, I want to say, called Black Sails, which is about pirates in oh. the Caribbean during the time of Pirates of the Caribbean. So, like, late 19th century? Uh, 18th. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe late 19th, early... Sorry, late 18th, early yeah, 19th yeah, century. Yeah, so late 19th century, you're thinking like, you know, Victorian era, which is not... Yeah. 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 So late so, 18th. Late 18th. Yeah, so, so still tall ships. Um, tall ships, cannons. Exactly. Scurvy. Exactly. Muskets. Yes. Super fun show. Oh, yeah. my God. And brutal people are getting hacked up. I mean, it's a star show. It's the same people who did... Um, Spartacus. Spartacus, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, a lot of death. A lot of death, a lot of rape, a lot of naked women being objectified. But in this one, the women are fighting back as well. So that there's that, there's that cool aspect of it too. Um, they've taken a lot of historical characters and kind of woven them into the storyline. So you kind of see the origin origins of um, Red Rackham. You see the origins of um, uh, Annie, Annie some, something or other. Jean Lafitte. Uh... Well, there, there's a lot of French speaking in there too. There's mm. uh, well, that's one of the big part Lafitte. Yeah. Okay, Jean Lafitte. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so there's there's a bunch of really cool stuff, and the second season really expands on the the background story to the whole thing because I mean the whole the whole show centers around a single pirate ship going to the town of Nassau and hanging out in Nassau. The the captain of the pirate ship has a a secret agenda that he hasn't shared with his uh, with his crew. And because back then they work really on a, um, uh, a democratic uh, basis, there's a lot of voting about what, what to do next, who actually gets to be captain. So there's a lot of politicking going on at the same time. It's a really interesting show. I really dug it. The acting was a little hokey in the first three or four episodes of season one, but it has really gotten better. Oh, yeah. Sounds fun. Um, so that's eh, that's probably about the 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 totality of my gaming. Uh, I haven't really had a chance to do many much video gaming. Um, I did pick up a brand new one, which I wanted to talk about, but I don't even remember the name of it now. Uh, it's um, it's Describe still it. it's still in alpha, right. but if you if you bought into it, you, they gave early you, access. Yeah, exactly. In other words, the game's not finished. The game yet. is nowhere near finished. Look, but, I buy a bunch of early access. I don't know why I do it either. Oh, actually, no. It's I, I do remember what it's called. It's called Universum. I've actually linked it on our Facebook oh, page. Right. It's basically a universe sim. So you start off on, on one planet. You um, culture or you cultivate a group of people who are your worshippers, kind of. You guide them. You build or instruct them to build structures, and they do it. You don't have any real direct um, intervention in their lives, but you try to keep them happy. You try to get them to move towards expansion, and then eventually, when they get to it, because they're not because they're not there yet, 
your civilization will uh, starts off at Stone Age, will expand to more modern age, and eventually they'll get to uh, rulers of the galaxy. They'll, they'll get to future age, <coughs> Sorry, where was... they will finally get to leave their planet and go colonize other planets, running into other where they'll destroy the other oh, races ab- in your name. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, and then. The entire uh, I like it already. The, the entire universe is generated. Uh, it's not pre-generated. So as you get to a planet, it will then populate it in the game. So even the game doesn't know no, what your what your universe is going to turn out like. So every game, every playthrough is going to be different. Sounds like a recipe for uh, servers going down to me. Oh, if they're dynamically generating content as it goes on. As it goes along, it's I mean... not. It's not an online game. It's a standalone game. Okay. So, okay. I, so I do believe the intent is to have multi multiplayer capabilities mm-hmm. where you can go visit other people's planets as well. But I don't know how their universes will interact with each other. Yeah, I can kind of understand like the appeal of trying out something new early and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm at a point where. My free time is so limited. Right. I don't think I would have the patience for acting as an unpaid beta tester. As a, yeah. Exactly. You know? Like, hey, I'm, I'm I mean, paying you. And to not be to a mention that I would have paid for the privilege to be an unpaid beta yeah, tester. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, yes. Actually, I do have one more game to talk about, and I don't know how I forgot about this because this actually very much is in line with what we normally talk about Battlefleet Gothic Armada. Yes. Ooh, yes, I saw is that. that. It is. Okay, so. I don't know if you've played other space-style sims where um, you have a, like a, a bunch of ships mm-hmm. that you send out and you're fighting other ships. It's all done in real-time combat. I'm not a big fan of the real-time, but mm-hmm. each ship has its own abilities and its um, uh, what it, the things that statistics it's good at. and right. whatnot. So some ships have very strong broadside capabilities. Some have very strong lance weapons in the prow. So you for them, you want to be hitting your the ships. Straight on. Straight others, on versus giving broadside. Others you want, you want a broadside to, right? Yeah. So you can actually set for, e- for each of your individual ship's preferences, and then it'll go take care of it itself, and you can concentrate on one ship at a time. But the, the real-time combat, and the, and the cool thing about it is there actually is a, uh, um, a, a semi-pause capability where everything gets slowed down to give you time to give out orders. And even though this is a multiplayer game, uh, the, the game will then catch you up to where you would be uh. although I don't understand exactly how it um, the things that you do would have actually happened before they actually happen I understand what you're saying so you spend you spend 10 seconds in slow motion right um, but then it catches you up but right. I mean theoretically you know if you did something in the second nine of slow motion but it should have been in second two of exactly time, exactly so works. the question is how does that work i'm not quite sure about that yeah. but now, Predi- it... it's it's predictive predictive and postdictive algorithm yeah so. probably and then it's gorgeously rendered like, so is, is this like battlefield like gothic like warhammer 40k like, yes 40K. absolutely and yeah. so they like the ships look like the, the, the... ships are cathedrals oh, flying in space nice. and you can zoom right in and watch every one of those cannons firing now is it just the navy or do they also have no the, it's um, just navy okay so they don't oh. have any, that can mean they don't have the the marine uh, the adeptus the uh, they, they 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 do so the, the current factions that are involved are the imperial navy um orcs are in there uh eldar are in there and i believe space marines are in there okay 
No, I was just wondering because like Space Marine ships would be a little bit right. Space Marine ships are vastly different than the Imperial Navy ships. Um, I haven't gotten to it. Um, I only went through the tutorial um, about a week ago when I first got the game. So the tutorial takes you through like a three-round campaign type of thing. Okay. Uh, it's all single-player. There's no multiplayer capability at that time, and it just basically teaches you how the gameplay goes. I can just and see the orb ships. Like, okay, they're the ugliest things out there. And how the hell they are they? They love actually... to fucking ram you. Yeah, of course. That's mm, what they're big Because they're orcs. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I mean it, it's one of the things I... Again, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not so up on the 40k uh, actual game mechanics anymore. But, I mean, the lore is... Mm-hmm. Yeah. War, war, oh, well, war. Well, but, is... I mean, it's just it's like the, the orcs are a bunch of, you know, crazy fungus-based, yes. warmongering... Yes. Yeah. Uh, Cockney lunatics. Yes. And let's face it, if the orcs won, that would be one of the quote unquote good endings. <laughs> well, uh, I, don't like, yeah, I don't know about it, good. It, it, as it, much it, as anything is good in the 40k universe. It, it, no, in the it, novels, you're having like during space combats, they will like launch themselves out in hopes to hit the ship. Yeah. To get into it. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah, guys, no, no wearing nothing, tubes. just like a <laughs> big rocket, just like a rocket on them, aimed at the other ship in the hopes that they'll get there, live, and get in. And actually, one of one of the pictures they do show, like during a loading screen, is uh, an orc ship and a grot cannon firing from an orc ship, right. and then like a a, a a sea of dead grot <laughs> yes. kind of yes. being trapped <laughs> by the momentum <laughs> of the orc <laughs> ship. <laughs> it's very cool. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's uh, at this point, I'll say that's about it for me. Uh, right. I don't have any much. I don't have much more to say about our weekend hobby. So that actually brings our segment one to a conclusion. After I, the first hour. Sorry, could I add one sure. thing that I meant to mention? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I have started watching a new TV show that I wanted to bring up. Okay. Um, it's called Winona Earp. It's uh, a sci-fi show from the States. It's airing on uh, CHCH 12 here in Canada. It's a independent station out of Hamilton. Um, and really entertaining stuff um it's by emily andrus uh, she was one of the producers on lost girl which we've mentioned on the podcast before love lost girl excellent show i, I need to finish that show and in a, in a nutshell um at at some point wyatt earp moved to a town called purgatory and came under some kind of a curse. They haven't explained all the details of it yet. The show is quite new. I think uh, episode 5 just aired in the States yesterday. It'll be airing in Canada on Monday. Um, But as a result, the eldest in the family, when they hit 27 years of age, uh, ends up inheriting this curse. And essentially, every villain that put down or that one of the descendants has put down comes back from hell as essentially a demon they call them uh, revenants on the show and the only thing that can put them back is the Erp air and Erp's gun called Peacemaker which ah. is this monster revolver it's an, it's an awesome looking weapon. Gotta love it. The uh, current heir is Winona Earp. Um, and it's just an 
awful lot of fun. Uh, it, the show was based around her return to purgatory just as she hit the magic age. Um, her sister, she ends up getting recruited by a mysterious cross-border U.S. Marshal who runs what's called the Black Badge Division. Um, cross-border, by the way, is Canada-U.S., not whatever state purgatory happens to be in in some other state. So, uh, so there's that. And Doc Holliday is involved. Somehow he became immortal. They haven't really gone into that yet either, but... But all told... So wait, yeah. does, does Wyatt Earp actually show up since he's immortal? No, um... No, Holiday is immortal. Earp himself is long dead. Oh, I see. He just His family was cursed. However, uh, I understand that there's going to be some flashbacks between Holiday and Wyatt Earp okay. coming up. And... So yeah, so I just wanted to bring it up. Canadian show, shot in Calgary. Awesome. And uh, surrounding surrounding areas and so yeah good stuff nice mm. okay let's move on into our news and rumors um i think the the first thing i want to talk about is the new star trek tv show that's being produced and apparently done in can in toronto. toronto toronto yeah yeah uh from everything that i've heard it takes place between the end of undiscovered country and uh generations i heard something slightly Slightly along the same lines, except that it, what I heard was that it may be an anthology show where it may oh. end up jumping around to different different periods oh, in the Star Trek. Okay. Uh, one thing, though, has been absolutely confirmed. It will have nothing to do with the reboot timeline right. established in the J.J. Abrams right. films. Good. Good. Yeah, so, I think a lot of people are happy with that. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Five news. Um, What's the bad news? No, good news. The big one. The one that got dropped. Punisher. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Uh, Punisher has on. been announced. Punisher has Net- been announced. Net- uh, Netflix has announced that uh, Bernthal's going to be getting his own show. Yes, he does a great job. Um, the other one is Superman is dying again. Superman In, in the comics? In the Superman 52 universe, they're going to kill him off. Yay! And that's yeah. Well, it's another. That's what they're planning and uh, doing for for that. The fifty two. They're going to kill Batman off. Yeah. Uh, or Superman off. Sorry. You got to be careful there, because currently there are actually two Supermen running around the new well, fifty two universe. That's what they're going to kill one of them off. So uh, I'm not sure which one is. See, uh, that, that goes back to the fact that DC. Well, well can't DC, you come up with more than Batman? Yeah. Flash. Well, what What happened Superman. was DC did this event uh, I can't remember the name of it It was like something like multiplicity or something like that I can't remember what it was but it brought back all kinds of the old universes and mashed them together and forced them to fight and stuff very similar to uh, Marvel's Secret Secret Wars event just lately but as a result of that some characters similar to Marvel's Secret Wars thing, crossed over, and one of the ones that did was a Superman and Lois based on the pre-New 52 universe along with their son. And so 
uh, Dan Jurgens, uh, who had a large run on Superman back in those days, has been doing, a, I think it's a limited series based on those characters, where they're just laying extremely low, because of course they are not the Superman, uh, they're not the Clark Kent and Lois Lane well, of this universe. The, can't DC come up with new people besides and, redoing 20 versions and, of Superman or and, Batman or the Flash yeah, or But this. anyway, that Superman has been running around behind the scenes dealing with villains that he knows about from his experiences in the other universe that may not be obvious to the world at large. Mm. And meanwhile, starting, trying to stay anonymous. So if they're killing off a Superman... It may be that one. <laughs> I don't know. Like, again, it, it, just too many. Well, I mean, that's the, the quintessential problem with MMOs and comic books is that you need a recurring rogues villain. Going back to the Punisher, um, you know, that's one of the problems with the Punisher is that he doesn't have recurring villains because, <laughs> he's, the, because he's the Punisher and his villains tend to Die. Yeah, it right. Was, it was and, actually the same thing in the first season of the Arrow, where he would kill everyone who right. stood up against him, and then well, in that's, the that's second the season they, they took the, that away well, from him. Don't forget, in the movies though, they do that a lot too, right? They they yeah. killed off all the all the main villains yeah. that have been, oh, except for Lex Luthor uh, well, in the Superman, the first Superman mm-hmm. run. Well, that that's what I liked about the uh, going back to the. Um, you know, the new Punisher and the yes. whole uh, Netflix Marvel universe is that at least with Daredevil, you know, his dis- conscious decision not to kill has come up several times and, you know, it's actually hobbled him a few times. Right. And, you know, every, like, uh, what's his name? Stick. And, uh, you know, it's just like, you know, if you just killed him, it would have been done with. And yeah. Over and done with. Well, like that's the things with season two of Daredevil, where the discussions between Punisher and Daredevil for that sort of uh-huh. thing. Um, but like I said, I'm happy he's getting it. The other, there was other one that's. Oh, happy. he did. He did. A, he he did yeah. a wonderful Punisher. Yeah. Um, there was the the little teaser for the Guardians two, uh, where they had Nathan Fillion and yeah. the movie the- posters uh, as a character Simon Williams, Simon Williams who is in, uh, Wonder Man mm-hmm. in the Marvel universe. And like I said on my thing, it's like I could see Nathan Fillion playing an older Simon Williams. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my yeah. all all indications though are that uh, Fillion's deal in Guardians is an Easter egg. Oh no, that, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. But they're yeah. not they're not actually going to do anything with the character. No, no, because there's no was... plans for Wonder Man uh, on the uh, cinematic universe. Well, who the hell is Wonder Man? Who the hell is Wonder Man? Well, that's my point, is that, you know, it's like, I'm not into that, that uh, much. Who the hell's the Rocky Raccoon and Groot the Tree? They're awesome is who they are. Yeah, but they, no one knew who they were before well, the movie. I realize that, but they're inherently awesome characters. Well, like he's, he's No, but a, Wonder Man is actually a very, very cool character, yeah. because he's <laughs> kind of like the showboating yeah. um, uh, attention hog. Yes. So as a superhero, he actually um, tries to get as much attention. media publicity oh, yes, and attention. That, um, he's Booster Gold. Thank you. Yeah. Booster except, Gold. Yeah. Except yeah. more except indestructible. He, he doesn't, doesn't act, he, except he's indestructible. Yeah, yeah. Booster Gold is actually like... He's just a regular guy. tries to be a glory hound. He's got a su- time-traveling super super. Yeah, but he's terrible. He's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah. But, you yeah. know, Wonder Man is... But was also a construct, sort of. Right. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyways, Dwayne, Dwayne has something to say. Well, Dwayne's our resident uh, comic book uh, what, what, do you, what do you mean he's a construct? Uh, Wonder Man gets put into a... Summon Williams gets put into a... 
Well, generation. first off, he's turned into a super by uh, yeah. the Brotherhood of Evil. Yeah, he's, Brotherhood of Evil? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, he's the most. Well, basically, Williams is solid energy. Yeah, essentially. Well, he's I mean, he's definitely not, human, not a construct. Yeah. Well, interesting that's th- okay. the he's not human. The he's not human, but yeah. he's not a construct. Yeah. He's just what he is. The interesting thing is, of course, in the Marvel Universe, uh, it's his brain patterns that are the foundation for the Vision. Yes. So, uh, at various points in history, the two have referred to each other as brothers. No. Because of... No. Obviously, sort of in the thing. cinematic that universe, that would ha- they'd have to change that. Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> but no, like I said, not, the, the, the nothing like that is, in the cinematic. It's just an Easter egg, but it's an interesting... It's a, yeah. yeah, it's an awesome yeah. You know, and also I could see that being used in other Easter eggs throughout other movies. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. It'd be, fu- it'd be fun if it was. Well, that's one way Marvel has of introducing their bigger comic book universe. Just yeah. well, introduce uh, the you know characters. things in the yeah. things in the background. Yeah, and, uh, and just like Howard the Duck and Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh my god! <laughs> I cannot believe that Howard the Duck is still a thing. It's still an awesome thing. But, like, seriously? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't awesome when it was a movie, and it's not awesome now. Anyways, People put way movies. too much yeah. into this. Yeah. So, since I'm turning into the video game guy here, um, No Man's Sky. Right. Uh, so, that's something I'm looking forward to that, you know, it's being massively hyped. So, basically, No Man's Sky is a privateer-style space game, um, and it's billed as being the most, you know, the biggest, the most immersive universe ever. So basically, you know, the, you, you, you just, when you start the game, you're just going to be waking up on some planet, and then you get a ship, and then you go off and do your Han Solo thing. So it's either going to be awesome in that you'll have a huge, expansive universe to go and make your own or, and do awesome things in, or it'll be, what, how do they put it, it? You know, 20 miles wide, but two inches deep. Yeah. Um, or end up like vaporware. Well, everything's vaporware nowadays. Well, it's, it's like, they've got a release date. It's June 21st. And it's it's a big it's it's a big enough dealio where it looks like it's they're actually going to you know release it, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean as somebody who buys a lot of er, uh, early access stuff on Steam because I'm an idiot, um, <laughs> this actually looks like it's been played through. Right. And I got to say you know some early access titles I've really liked. Um, there's one called Seven Days to Die, which uh, is sort zombie of apocalypse sim. Zombie apocalypse sim. Yeah. Minecraft meets the zombie apocalypse. But over the over the time I've I've played it, um, it's actually gone through several major revisions and added a bunch of content based on, you know, sort of player feedback. Good. And it's it's worked out pretty well. And it's actually it's actually a really good game. It's unforgiving as shit. You will get eaten by zombies a lot, but uh, but it's fun and it's very atmospheric. But there are some other ones um, that I've done where it's just. You know they've they've ridden out the uh, the early access long enough to pay whatever bills, and then they're just you know it's either done. Yeah. Uh, and for those of you who didn't hear the air quotes, there were air quotes there, or you know they they just pack it up and you know drop off the face of the earth. Yeah. Um, oh look how much money we made for the Kickstarter and from alpha testing. Bye bye. Yeah. Well, I mean some some of them like there was one called the Dead Linger where they legitimately tried, but they basically they couldn't they couldn't pay their bills. Yeah. And so they're like, you know, we're, we're going to release what we have as open source. Do with it what you will, but we can't stick with it. Well, there's another one oh, whose name I should really give properly before I badmouth it. But um, <laughs> it was one of the first early access ones. I want to say, uh, I'll look, uh, I'll, it'll come to me later after this, o- this is, after this is over. I'll, 
But uh, <laughs> yeah, driving home. Driving home, I'll shout it out. You know, nearly caused an accident on the four seventeen. But uh, basically, they they had it was you know it was supposed to be another one of these sort of survival games, and they had their their billing was is that you could dig, you know, dig to the center of the planet or build up to space. Okay. And um, that just did not materialize. Um, they declared it done. Um, but like half the features were missing, um, half the game modes were missing, um, and it was just it was just, it was just plain not fun. Wow. So um, yeah. Anyways, go go look out sure. for No Man's Sky. Uh, Seven Days to Die is a good early access title. Another early access title, uh, Clockwork Empires. Uh, I know a lot of people here are kind of into the Cthulhu mythos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. So Clockwork Empires, it's a, it's an early access, but um, you're a uh, colonist from the Clockwork Empires, whose flag happens to be the British flag with a big cog in the middle of it. Uh, <laughs> and it's kind of, you're building a steampunk colony, but uh, well, that actually sounds pretty interesting. It is. It is yeah, actually it's, 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 it's a steampunk colony, and so you kind of build up this colony, and you have to manage uh, you know resources and make sure everyone's fed and whatnot. But at the same time, you know fishermen may come. And uh, depending on how you deal with the fishermen, you may have to pick a fight. Uh, some of your colonists may go insane. Some of your colonists might look into their family tree a little too deeply. Uh. Um, you know, you might accidentally stumble across these uh, black uh, obelisks in ruins. You know, maybe you want to dig into them and find out more resources. No, no, because I end up in a bed don't. in the middle of nowhere watching, you know, watching myself as a baby. Yeah, but um, again, it's early access. It's got it's got a few uh, rough rough edges right now. Like, uh, are you picking that up? By the way, Dev, did you just hear that? No. Okay. Okay. No. So, like, I've I played a few hours of it. Oh. I've had a few colonies. Uh, one of my colonies, um, I I expanded too quickly and ran out of food. Um, there may have been some cannibalism involved, <laughs> uh, and good for them for putting that in the game. Doubly so for having some people really like it, like it a little too much. <laughs> some of my colonists. Uh, and then the next one I had, uh, you know, played it out thoroughly. You know, didn't expand too quickly. Uh, may have irritated some fishmen. May have killed some fishmen. Maybe, you know, eaten some fishmen. Been eaten by some fishmen. Um, yeah, it's good. Uh, something to watch out for. It may not suck. Oh, so uh, what's this game called? Uh, it's Clockwork Empires. Clockwork Empires. Uh, available okay. at your fine Steam dealerships everywhere. I do love Steam. Steam is awesome, except for my wallet. <laughs> I don't um, know. I keep selling community things and like for ten cents at a at a time, hoping that it will one day uh, equal to me buying a game, but very rarely happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, this is this is hardly one to watch out for. But you've heard of Unturned on Steam? Uh, just, it sounds like another zombie game. It is a zombie game. Then, no. But but it's... Okay, so what it was, is, I should say, um, there's a kid in PEI who started a zombie game just by himself, and it turned into one of the most popular games on Steam. It's... Okay. Uh, and he's running with it. He's the only developer, but uh, it is a fully-fledged zombie game. It has vehicles. You run around various maps. PEI is one map. The Yukon's <laughs> another map. You know, oh Canada, and uh, is there a yeah. free Quebec there? Because most of the games well, have a... there, there is no free Quebec, but you could make one. Um, oh, is this not one of your Minecrafty building mm, games? Well, no, it's but it, it's it supports mods. 
and so you can heavily mod it and you know people have put fallout mods on it and people have put i think there's a free quebec map out there if there isn't there will be by the time I'm, people are I'm done listening sure there will yeah. and uh but i mean it's again it's, it doesn't really have a, a plot or end game but you know you pop in you kind of you know struggle to build up your stuff so you can be safe then you go explore more find the better stuff find a bunch of zombies you really weren't planning on get eaten yeah try okay. to get your stuff back get eaten again sounds good fun yeah. good yeah. good clean fun getting eaten by zombies <laughs> now the art style is hi- highly stylized which is to say that it was i think it was supposed to be uh, originally used like a mega blocks engine or something oh, okay so it you know the, the the art is deliberately stylized and very very uh we'll say primitive charitably well, on, pur- on purpose but it's on purpose yeah um uh, I think maybe we should move on because it's almost seven now. All right, yeah, we second an hour and a half, and we haven't moved yeah, on that's to news and rumors that's yet. Why we, we, <laughs> we should move on. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, we're, well, I think we should move on to rumors, the event today. Yeah. Okay, well, let's let's do that. So once again, we're here today. Not only is this our fiftieth episode, but it's also International Tabletop Day. So we came down to the Kessler Run Games in Orleans, as I mentioned earlier, to have a little, not really a term, but an event. So we have, we, they were nice enough to give us three tables. Uh, they have one room with, which has a, a really nice a setup, large, actually. A large couch, uh, one large table, and one smaller table kind of in the corner. Big screen TV. Well, big TV. So there, um, we had initially intended, Pat was go- running um, Wings, Wings of War, Wings of War, which is very, very similar, actually, to X-Wing in gameplay. And it turns yes, out that it's put out by the by a company who Fantasy Flight Games bought out in order to create their X Wing game, or that's that's or well, that's we're surmising. Yeah. So why don't you talk talk a little bit about that? Well, uh, first off, I'd like to say thank you to James, John, Don, and uh, Dwayne for uh, being my players in this game. Um, it's a World War One flight simulation game, so dogfighting or pretty much any any part of the uh, World War One air war. Um, our setup was uh, a German Albatross and a Fokker DR-1 up against a Sopwith Camel and a Spad 13. Um, the, uh, unfortunately, Germans managed to win the, the uh, day. Uh, my Sopwith Camel got taken out pretty early uh, since I was following that philosophy of if you're not daring, you're not going to win. <laughs> so I ended up in the line of fire an awful lot. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. The, the guys who tried it really enjoyed it, uh, and were very much uh, disappointed that it's not in, it's not being published anymore. So you can't really get anything for it. Yeah, I, it's a game I would get into much like I really got into X Wing when I first uh, started playing it. Um, it's again one of those kind of collectible type games. If if you want, the base set has everything you need to play, but there are a bunch of little expansions where you can actually, instead of the cards that come with the game, you can pick up figurines, yeah, which then will add an additional dimension to it because you can then start talking about altitude. Yep. Yeah. Uh, plus, they they did their research uh, because each each card is an actual pilot, mm-hmm. uh, an ace from the from the war. So yeah, and also each airplane. Has different special 
like it's not specials, but they have different maneuvers they can do differently. Like well, each well, type of play. Like, yeah, like for the turn. You won't have some, two soft with camels that don't have the same. Uh, no, no, but what I mean is like if, if the soft with does this, another plane does something else a bit better, like better turns or better mm-hmm. you know distance and stuff like that. So they, yeah, they did the research yeah, on the types so, of planes and stuff like that. Yeah. So and also, unfortunately, you couldn't get Billy Bishop though. Well, no, I've been trying to find him yeah. for a few years now, and uh, so they did have individual. They did have individual guys in there though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I've got uh, I've got takes for uh, for Tuff and, and uh, Roy Brown. You also ran uh, Marvel uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe Trivial Pursuit. Pursuit. Uh, uh, my brother and his family gave it to me as a Christmas gift, and uh, our guest speaker today, uh, Nick, was our big winner, which was interesting. Considering yes. surprising because I hadn't seen half the movies. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> but uh, I will say, you know, it helps to pay attention because one card asked what happened to the Tesseract at the end of uh, the movie. Whatever it was. Captain America. Captain America. America. And then, you know, it fell into the ocean was the answer. I didn't know. But then I got a question which was, <laughs> what, did they, what did they pull out of the ocean at the end of the movie? And I'm like, was it the Tesseract? <laughs> yes. And it was. So pay attention. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty simple game. Uh, basically, uh, the goal is to collect six cards. Uh, we were playing the quick version. We were, we were playing the quick version, which uh, uh, you answer a question. You, if you get it correct, you get to keep the card. And you can keep on uh, getting asked questions until uh, until you get one wrong, and then it moves on to the next player. Um, it, it could be over in one shot. It well, could actually, be over in one shot if, you're, uh, if you've got somebody who knows what they're doing. It, as we all look at Wayne. It's funny you say that, because while we were waiting for people to start showing up for the event, we just started playing it just amongst ourselves. And uh, Dwayne was the first player, and he got four back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back. Yeah. I will say, though, that uh, one of the categories um, is devoted to uh, the Incredible Hulk film with Edward Norton. Not my strongest category. No, uh, no. I tended to miss on that one much more than I hit. Yeah. So. Uh, if you're playing the full version of the game, the way it works is you ask a question. If you get it right, that earns you the right to be asked another question, and that's the one that you get to keep. Mm. Right. So it's basically two, two questions per it. card that, instead yeah. of just one the way we were mm. doing it. No. Just for the record, though, Edward Norton can do no wrong. Uh, unfortunately, the, uh, we didn't have as many people showing up to play as possible as we wanted to. Uh, so I didn't get to run Munchkin, which is unfortunate. Uh, no, but he loves me Munchkin. You did uh, spend a lot of time learning a new game to you. Well, yes. Uh, R- Rune Wars. Rune Wars. Which is uh, one of those uh, fantasy conquest card game sort of thing. It does a lot. I didn't... Didn't get a chance to learn too much because we didn't get a chance to play because it took so long time to set up with the tons. Like, it looks very in-depth. It looks very good, but it's very in-depth because there's so many different cards for so many different things, and there's different factions. So it's like World in Flames for cards. Well, it's not quite as bad as that, but yeah, it is It is very in-depth. Well, actually, one of the things that we tried to avoid when putting together the list of games we were going to run well, today that, that was would, to avoid games yeah. that would take more than, like, say... Five minutes to set up, five minutes to take down. Well, that down. was not one of our games. Uh, yeah, I know. The thing is, there was no one using the table. Someone yeah. wanted to play, so we let them do there. Uh, now, Devram, you ran a lot of games. Uh, yes, I actually probably had the most number of games completed, even though we only kind of went back and forth between two games that I was running. Well, that was so, the plan, though. I mean, like, That was the plan, you're right. Plan to go back and forth between two games. Right. So um, I ended up doing... Um, 
start off with King of Tokyo, yeah. which, like, seriously, was probably the biggest hit of, of all the games that we played here this weekend. Well, it's a very fun game. It is a really fun game. You take the, the persona of one of the traditional type of monsters that you see in, uh, in movies. So there was a, uh, a King Kong-type character called the King. There was a uh, big mechanical dragon called Mecha Dragon. Mecha, Mecha dragon. Um, Killer Bunny. Cyber Bunny. Cyber Bunny. Bunny. In, in, Cyber in a bunny. giant mech suit. It's a bunny inside a mech yeah. suit. Uh, the alien... alien. What was the alien? Alienoid. Uh, Alienoid. Yeah, Alienoid. Yeah, so it's there's basically the, an alien inside a giant yeah, robot. There's the Kraken, who Kraken. totally is not Cthulhu. Um, well, there's also King Kong, who's not King Kong. Right, yeah. but he's the called King. the King. The King, yes. Yeah. And he has a robot eye, so he's not King Kong. Yes. Were exactly. you paying attention? Yes. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, now, uh, I think we should do a shout-out to, uh, if he's still listening or not. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, we had we had the, the only young person yeah. here at the event, at the in, in the store, basically, for yeah. today, for all the Adam stuff that Edmonds. was going on. Uh, Adam Edmonds. And his dad. Adam, actually, his dad uh, joined in at the very beginning. Right, so mm-hmm. he, he played King of Tokyo with us. Yeah. He He's was a, brutal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was he was looking to, to take out his own kid. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, and he actually was about to play Smash Up, which is the second game that I ran, except he left to, to do a board game tournament that was starting just around the same fun. time. Yeah, but his son yeah. kept playing. Uh, yeah, he, he stuck out with us the entire game, or the entire day basically yeah we we were his babysitting service <laughs> yeah. he, he uh, did good though i will i will i will say though not the only young person uh, oh were when, there more when i well when i got here oh friend yes chris of course of course was our friend chris was here with his daughters yes who i believe are young even even younger oh, yes. right so, uh, so one one wasn't really doing the youngest wasn't really doing much but the older one was playing with her Chris. dad, yeah. she'd roll the dice, he'd interpret the dice. Right. Yeah. And that seemed to work pretty well. Yeah, I think she was really getting a kick out of it, too. Yeah, yeah seemed well, like it that, to me. Uh, King of King Tokyo is a really fun game for kids because it's, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's easy to understand. Very. You don't have to worry too much. There's no num- there's numbers, but it's mostly the pictures you pay attention to. Yep. And it's, you know, it's monsters beating up other monsters. Yeah. Let's not have fun. Yeah, yeah it, I it, think, it, it I think Madeline would love it. It would make a really good gateway game to anyone looking to introduce non-gamers yes. into like non-traditional board games like Monopoly or Risk or whatever. Yeah. If, you, if you're looking to start introducing your regular group of friends to a quote-unquote geek game or nerd not, game, not. this is the a perfect gateway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, thanks, uh, Adam and your dad. We didn't get. Uh, oh yeah, we we totally forgot to ask his dad's Sorry, name. He dad, actually but, he actually uh, did tell it to us at the very at beginning. the very beginning. He did. And I don't I remember. Don't remember. Don't remember. Sorry about that. But yeah, Adam, thanks for coming out. And I hope you had a good time. And sorry to make you wait an hour and forty seven minutes to actually get to this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I was trying to bring <laughs> I, up. No, no, we're only at an hour and a half right now. <laughs> Still. Yeah. Uh, and who and, knows how much I've cut. And I and I yeah. managed to keep it clean for <laughs> this as well. Yeah, well, I'm just I'm just saying, you know. Devrim hasn't done any editing yet. For all we know, we're we're twelve minutes in. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, yeah. Just he's Uh, just looking at it. Okay, you know, any anyone done named Pat gone? Yeah, but on uh, (laughs) but overall, yes, I was disappointed for how long it took before people started coming in to to play. We started Uh, at noon, which is a little early, maybe. It it did was well, and also the guys at Kessel Run did a great job for you know letting us come in here yeah. and play and, and, you know, have conversations beforehand. I have to say also I do appreciate them because they showed some classic movies while they were here. 
not to mention Ghostbusters 1, Ghostbusters 2, and of course, Spaceballs. Okay. Which was actually a funny story, I have to tell you this one there. So I, there's a father and son were in the, in the store, and they saw the movie, the son's asked, what is that? His father was like, well, that's, that's Spaceballs. We're going to have to go buy that right now for you to watch it. <laughs> and that's what they did. They left to go buy Spaceballs. Yeah. I, I will say I wish I had done a little more research on what the venue uh, Castle Run Games was running because when we were making our plans, yes. I was like, the, the, the plan was that each of us would run a game or possibly two games to demonstrate and stuff. And I don't know very many games. Right. So I thought I would try to run Pandemic, a game that I've enjoyed and played a few times, and do that. They were doing Unfortunately, a they were doing a Pandemic tournament, <laughs> um, which was very well attended. I yeah, gotta yes, say, yeah. it had to be it at was. least, uh, what, 20, oh, least 30 yeah. people yeah. Yeah. playing Pandemic? I never really thought you could do a well, pandemic that, yeah, tournament. That, that's the thing, is because it's it very, it's, it's a very cooperative game. Right. Yeah. Um, but you're basically you're playing against the ev- other people ev- playing. Everyone the game. appeared yes. to be having a great time. Yes. Yeah. No, it, so, it was it was good yeah. to see them. But yeah, it's unfortunate you didn't get to run it either. Yeah. Well, and it's apparently how they did their pandemic was they actually went through both sets and ordered everything exactly the same way. Yes. So it was enti- like so everyone had the same cards in the same oh, okay. order and whatnot. And because it's not not a game based on dice, right? I mean, basically they had the exact same setup, and it was entirely up to strategy. On Wait, was it the exact first. same setup, including all the cards? All the cards oh, in the same really? order. They had gone through the decks and put both all the decks in the same order and wow. all the sets. Oh, so it's how you did the strategy was very important of how you did it. Oh, that's that's an impress. Mm. That's important. Uh, but I I think we could try doing this again um, if the if Kessel runs open for it, and hopefully we get more mm. people out. Uh, I mean, it was our first time. We did. We have still prizes left. We can give out for we the do. next we, one. We put together about 30, 30 small gift bags, so yep. ten per table for each game that we were. So basically, it was going to be two prizes per table or per hour. Two prizes per game that we ran, yeah. and we were going to be running a different game every hour, rotating back and forth between two games for each table. But in the end, that didn't end up happening. Um, I went through. I think maybe. Four rounds in total. Yeah. Three of King of Tokyo, one of um, Smash Up. Well, Smash Up lasted longer than. Smash Up is a longer game, yeah. 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 But we all our friends of uh, the uh, Jace came out. Yes, as well and, as, uh, and a couple new buddies, Chris, Chris and, and Luke, Luke, who are all three of those are members of the Five Hundred First here in Ottawa. Yeah. And uh, we'll hopefully be hanging out with them a bit at Comic Con, or at least popping in and saying hi. Um, and then maybe hanging out with them a little bit more in the in the near future because all three of those are 40k players who will be who we will start playing 40k with. Yes, as well as other as well as other games. You know, War yeah. Machine. And we're we're basically playing. pulling them into our gaming group, expanding expand our circle it to get more gaming going. Yes, because certain people at the table are only available every two weeks. Well, sorry, some of us have really really busy lives, even though we don't have a hell of a lot going on. I wasn't or, looking at you. Oh. Well, I am sorry. I am looking at you, right. but I wasn't referring to you. I see. <laughs> yes, I, I, yeah. I think I was the one who was in, in his surreptitious. Yeah, yeah but yeah. but but Pat's not really into the whole forty k thing anyway. Like he's no, never overall. Oh, for role playing. Mm. Yeah, there's or more to life gaming. than just you know Warhammer forty k now. Absolutely, there is. Yes, there's role playing. There, there, there could be more to life than forty k, but. Really, 40K brings everything you need to the table. Like, yes. Uh, there are many people who would disagree with you on that. Blessed well, is the mind too small for doubt. 
<laughs> yes, of course. I mean, let's let's go on. Not forget that if there was a out of the universes, forty k would take it. Oh yeah, just surely through the brutality of their of their <laughs> minions. Yeah. Oh look, we'll blow up a planet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of our there, own people. There, there's a taint of chaos on a planet with you know forty billion people. Ten percent of it has succumbed. Let's just nuke it from orbit. It's the only way to be safe. Yeah. It's the only way to be sure. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Well, it's like, hey, and, hey, and what do you mean 10%? 1% is when you declare, declare exterminatus. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Okay, so the whole thing with Warhammer 40k is that it's supposed to be everything turned up to 11. Yeah. Um, well, like, they had the entire, like, they're talking, they, they have thousands and thousands of planets. They don't even keep track. There's too many planets for the well, keep track. Well, millions. Well, haven't you read the, like, the backstory fluff where, you know, Three or four, uh, you know, somebody somebody forgets a period, and three or four planets don't get their shipment, and yes. yeah. you know, eighty billion people die right. because, <laughs> yeah. you know, because somebody's still trying to do paperwork with a quill. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, they they lose hundreds of planets a week, and then gain them back from taking. There's conquests that retake planets, but they also lose planets, and well, it's like it's, it's the, the again, it's the for, the forty forty k is set up so that anyone has an excuse to fight any army against any army at any yes. time. You know, it's yeah. like, do you want a Space Marines versus Space Marines? Well, fine. Yeah. There's this excuse. Yeah. Backstory fluff. And, no, you know. but it's also it's like, yeah, okay, so, uh, hey, Star Trek, your ships are cute. Um, here's, ours are 10 kilometers long. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're, they're yeah. 10 kilometers long, but they're and, like... And they're cathedrals. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's just, and if you really sit down and think about it, it's like, do you really need 40-foot-long fur rugs on the wall of your spaceship? Yes, of course you Think do. about that. That's probably a fire hazard. <laughs> No, no. You know, does 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 build does building? You, you know, have human crews loading the guns. That's and right. A lot of them getting crushed during while it's happening. But you have human crews taking Listen. several ton slugs and pushing them into the gun. Well, Listen. I mean, the whole the whole forty k thing is like let's let's you know get on this giant ship and fly it through the through the warp, which is totally not hell, um, to a planet where we will land these using these giant things and then I'll get on this uh, giant tank that's from World War One, and rhyme it up them because I want to hit that orc with my sword. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit of a ridiculous background, but it's so yeah. much fun, and well, there's so yeah. much yeah, history. And see, but that's it. where the power difference happens, is not the shifts. It's once you get into the psychic, chaotic sort of thing, is like the levels of power. Like, okay, the force is cute. It, it's cute. You you can... Yeah, but the force, yeah, the force versus the eye of chaos. Yeah. It, uh, and I mean... To be fair, you know, LucasArts and uh, Disney, they, they have their media lockdown. But have you ever heard all of the Games Workshops bands that they had during, like, the 80s and 90s? Oh, yes. It's it's horrible. Games Workshops has a lot. Like, having a shop that's Games Workshop, there is amount of licensing and, uh, and administration of No, their... no, no. I'm talking they had a record label. Oh, they had a record label? Yeah. Um, one of my favorite bands now, it's called Bolt Thrower. Um, yeah, their later albums were like actually based in you know history, but their earlier albums they were signed on to the Games Workshop record label. <laughs> yeah, and they what? have these albums which are all about the fascinating exploits yeah. of orcs and goblins. Yeah, there's and, there's one called the Fourth Crusade. It's fantastic. Wait, wait, yeah. this is actual songs. Yes, actual real heavy metal and fucking heavy okay, metal. Okay, I'm gonna uh-huh. find this thing because uh, heavy metal orcs are obviously meant for heavy metal. Yeah, I mean, well, there's uh, other... in the original. Um, in the original um, uh, pictures and, and, and figurines, they used to have guitar playing Noise orcs. Marines. 
Well, no, no. sorry, no. Yeah, yeah, the, the orcs as well. Yeah, they were they were heavy metal marines with guitars uh, and like these Max, noise. Forty k, yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. Nine Max forty k. The, the original noise marines. Yeah. When they first came oh, out, yes, they, were were. The, they, they were the servants of Slanesh, but they were glam metal Slanesh. guitarists. Not Slanesh, Slanesh, Mister yeah, Slanesh. Slanesh. I've heard it both ways. Anyways, sl- they were. <laughs> well, of course, he goes both point ways. Point B. He's Slanesh. Slanesh. <laughs> but. Uh, but the original Noise Marines were, were 80s glam yeah. rockers who yes. killed you with the power yeah. of metal. Yes. Exactly. And, you know, they... Those <laughs> they were hilarious. Well, and, you know, they've, they've made it grimmer and darker as, you know, for, only 40K can do. And now they now look... They're, now they're dubstep Marines. Immense. <laughs> no, they, then, what's Dawn of War 2? They had Noise Marines and they were all like... They all had like dubstep cannons and they killed you with the power of dubstep. <laughs> um... <laughs> But I mean, it's like you can tell as they get along and as it becomes more and more serious. Like, um, uh, what were the canine sort of things that first served the god of uh... bloodthirsters? No, no, the go- the the chaos god of war. Yeah. I'll tell you what they were. They were corn dogs. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh yeah. They, 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 they're not corn dogs anymore. They're well, called they're... the dogs of corn. Now they're the dogs of the hounds of corn. Hounds. No, 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 those are the blood letters. No, no, no they're actual, the they're actual hounds. Demons, yeah, uh, yeah the, the, these are lesser demons. Yeah. But yes. in the first, dogs, yes, in they the were first cor- releases, they were corn dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a bit. It was a sillier time. Yeah, as, yeah. The, as you would say in Monty Python. Yeah. <laughs> but now they're yeah, now they're much. Yeah, dark. well, because 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 they, they're they they're stride. They make they print money. Yeah, and I mean to be fair, oh, you don't know, we like start in their novels. Oh my God, their novels. Or Horus Heresy has been going on for over twelve years now. Twelve years yeah. now, and it's the war itself lasted seven, according to their thing. But the, the, to be fair, Mash was on longer than the Korean War was. <laughs> Three times so. longer than the Korean War, yes. But it's it's just yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Dwayne. No, I mean like there's long long traditions there. I mean, look at the Dragonlance novels. I think they're still going on, and Wizards of the Coast stopped developing that as a game setting like a long time ago, decades ago. Yeah, <laughs> and that uh, the Forgotten Realms novels just kept going on and on. True. On um, reminds reminds me of like going all the way back to like the Hardy Boys and Nancy yes. Drew and stuff, where it was just product factory just. Oh, I know. It's just annoying because it's like, at, you, you know there's a time set to this. It's, that's right. Just get it up. But no. No, no never going to happen. Dude. No, I know. I know. It's I a know. license to print money. Oh, it is. They're just going to keep well, printing money. Well, what's interesting, yeah, like they, they, they realize they can just keep doing multiple stories yeah. over and over. How, how, how long has Bart Simpson been 10 years old? Yes. <laughs> well, the TV shows, of they, especially animated stuff, they never age. Yeah. I mean, well, they, even in, in TV land, they try and gloss it over I mean Buffy was one of the few times where they kept doing the they it was a summer break from high school yeah. like but uh, I mean The Simpsons is, un, is unusual even for an animated oh, show is, yeah. just as far as pure longevity goes uh, one of the shows that I really like their approach to time is Murdoch Mysteries which Love I've mentioned on mentioned yes. on the podcast before uh, every season of that show is a year in real time so it started off in the 1890s uh the last season was 1904 oh, yeah, that's right. coming it's up is yeah. 1905 um and they keep incorporating historical events from 
the specific time periods. So apparently the Great Toronto Fire was 1905. And Murder Mysteries is set in Toronto, so they will be doing something with the Great Toronto Fire next season. That'll be interesting. So, but but yeah, but no, things tend to keep going and going when companies can get away with it. I mean, I'm a comic book fan. Most of Marvel's stuff all originated in the 1960s. Yeah, Captain America being. Well, Captain old. America is even earlier. Captain yes. America originates from the 40s. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, from the wartime effort, more, more like DC stuff, which was all from back then. So, yeah. Okay, so the early access game that didn't live up to its promise is called Star Forge. That oh, is Star Forge. Not that anyone cares anymore. <laughs> because it's already a failed game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, shows that... Uh, you know, Go just on. nobody nobody ever ages or grows on and on and on. Well, you see, that's one of the reasons why this whole Monster of the Week things work out so well. And, you know, shows that... I applaud shows that try to have a plot arc. I do. Um, but it means that, you know, once a plot arc is concluded... Like, let's take Supernatural. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Supernatural. Supernatural. You know, no. they... Yeah. They uh, had a plot arc. Yeah, but we don't all love Supernatural. He doesn't. Dwayne doesn't. All right. Well, yeah. he's allowed to be wrong. Keep keep the <laughs> mic. Keep, keep the mic. <laughs> I'm holding the mic. He can't speak right now. <laughs> no, but yeah. So like the story arcs, and also the story arcs developed too over time. Like yeah, from one season to the few other ones. Like it went from the monster uh, of the week to Lucifer to you know. Yeah. Well, let, let's take let's let's. Uh, how about Babylon Five? Are you okay with Babylon Five? Oh, great show. Babylon Five, great show. All right. We all love Babylon Five. J. Michael Straczynski can do no wrong. Um, Rangers, he can't. No, he can't. There was no Rangers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there were two Indiana Jones movies, somehow titled one and three. There are three, possibly four Star Wars movies, because I'm not a real nerd and I haven't seen the, the most recent one. Hey, listen. Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom is still my favorite Indiana Jones of all time. Okay, we'll, we'll fight to the death about this later. <laughs> but anyways, Babylon 5. They had a plot arc. Um... And then, you know, they, they got it cut short, so they had to tie off the plot arc a season early. And then they're like, hey, we really like that. Have another season. Which, yeah. Jay, they would, the, and the last season was the weakest because... Yeah. Well, same as Buffy, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, they, oh, she, like, season five. She died. Yay, dead. Oh, we're oh, wait, signed we're up for another season. Oh, wait, we're coming back season? for more? All right. Mm. Uh, okay. Uh, she'll hey, come back to... Is still alive? Like, what happened to her? Oh, yeah. She's still doing... Yeah, she's she's definitely still around. She's yep. not as active as she used to be. Um, last thing of note, uh, she was on a sitcom with Robin Williams. Actually, it was oh, one of yes. it was one of the uh, the crazy ones. I think, I think it was called. I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. it was one of the last projects that Williams did before yep. his untimely demise. No, she's uh, she doesn't need to do as much. Like, yeah. She can. But um, I mean, well. the fandom is still there. Uh, I recall, I think it was a couple months ago, she posted just a candid photo of herself with uh, Allison Hannigan, or Ali Denisoff, as she uh, styles herself in private life. And, like, the internet basically went insane and retweeted and reposted and all that stuff all over the place. Oh, my God, uh, Buffy reunion, Buffy reunion. uh, uh, Exactly. It's still something that broke the internet, like Star Wars. But, uh, you know... It's all, all oh, good. come on. That was a great meme they had. There's what? Which one? The, the, there's Jurassic Park. We, or, uh, no, 
Guardians of the Galaxy. We made $197 on opening weekend. And then there's uh, Jurassic World. We made $200 on opening weekend. And then there's Harrison Ford Gold. We broke the 80, the internet with an 80-second trailer. Or, sorry, 80-second teaser. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Although, I, th- I think a Buffy reunion might be interesting, you know, where, you know, the, all, the, all of the characters, like, uh, Buffy's like a soccer mom now. And... <laughs> well, obviously, you can't have Angel. Why not? Uh, not supposed Knowing to age. full well, why not? Yes. <laughs> wow, Jesus, for a vampire, you're looking pretty old now. <laughs> oh, uh, so, so what Hold they on. do is at the end of Angel... They, we, live, uh, we live in an age where you saw... Um, uh, oh, what the hell's his name? The guy from Tron. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges looking as young as he was yeah, in the original look, movie. That wasn't okay, fine. Well it, done. He, was, no, he was supposed to look CG. That yeah, was it. Yeah, Because yeah. he was not actually... Yeah, him. I have a better example, though. Um, Michael Douglas as the 80s version of Henry Pym yes. in Ant-Man. That was well done. That was, I mean, yeah. like that looked very natural, and it looked like you know Michael Douglas around the time of Wall Street. Right. Yeah. I, I was impressed. That, no, was, that was well-done effects. But would Boreanaz Boreanaz be willing to do that? Like, no. Yeah, that's just... Well, I mean, this is, this is why I'm that, thinking... Yeah. And I've, I've always had this theory, and it's because I watch too much goddamn anime. But, you know, it's that we should be doing serious science fiction and fantasy shows in animation in the West. Oh, sure. we, yeah. Well, because let's take, let's take Akira. Could you ever imagine a live-action Akira working? Well, you can't. Yeah. I mean, actually, hold on. Hold on. Let me rephrase that. Yes, I can, because I watched it happen in the movie with that girl from that other show. Oh, that narrows it down. Uh, she gets this um, injection, and her brain starts to expand to ninety nine percent, and she um, can do Lucy. any. Um, yeah, Lucy. Yeah, Lucy, Lucy. Yeah, Lucy. Yeah, Lucy. The movie's called Scarlett Johansson. Scarlet. Yeah, the yeah. piece of crap. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a it's not a great movie. I mean, it was a fun enough movie, but that's literally the Akira storyline. Yeah. Because um, she basically grows to all that has all this power, and then she pretty much just explodes. Yeah, yeah but, the, but she's not. She doesn't hurt. On, on the bright side, it did quite well box office wise. I mean, like well, that doesn't mean anything. Avatar no, did well. No, yeah, I I know, but the thing is, is that at least it was you know a female led sci fi action movie, yeah. and it did well. And it wasn't that the was worst thing. movie I've ever seen. Like it was a yeah. decent enough action flick. Well, but the point the point being is the only, that the only problem Akira, I had with, with Akira, it is with, with Akira. Sorry, you go ahead. With with animation, it, you're already you've already sort of accepted the world. You know. As is, and it's not as jarring when uh, I don't know when it, when it, when somebody turns into a hundred foot psychic baby monster. Well, no, right? here's the thing: what was Lucy rated PG thirteen? No, 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 I'm pretty sure it was rated R. I don't, uh, think, so. I don't think, think it was rated R. I'm just saying. Any like, uh, any Akira thing is automatically like X or R. Like there is no way yeah. like uh, that. Would, it, but the but violence. That's, that's the thing. If you look if you look at Akira. You know, it's it was well, it was very gritty and violent. That that scene where you know they've got uh, they've got all the soldiers with the laser rifles shooting into the crowd. Uh, and I, I have you seen Jinro the Wolf Brigade? No. Okay. Well, that's one you should track down. It's not quite uh, so science fictiony, but again, Legend of the Overfiend. Uh, <laughs> there we go. You have that, to go there. Hey, of course you, he did. Like, well, no, you want to talk about why you never see anime as live action? Legend of the Overfiend. But but I'm saying it's it's that's not that's not a rated rating thing. I'm saying it's a technical thing. Yeah. Like you could you could even with modern CG effects well, you could, you do could it. never buy you you could you could do it. It just 
It wouldn't look right. It wouldn't look right. It wouldn't well, look right. Whereas like, with animation, hey, it would look right. Dev and I did... want a live-action Warhammer 40K movie. Yeah, but you can't. But you can't. There you can't. Have you have you seen the... Uh... Ultramarines movie? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm saying that worked. Yes. Yeah, yo, yo, no, that movie was fine because it was CG. But that's yeah. what I'm saying, is that it couldn't be any It could other not way. be live-action. No. And... I'm I'm saying with the there's because there's an awful lot of however you want to call it urban fantasy modern fantasy sure. shit, um, or even you know sci-fi stuff. Whereas if they did it animated in the first place, mm-hmm. it would uh, it would let them do a lot of these you know sort of grandiose effects without without su- uh, making the you know the obvious that's so CG right. thing. Well, one thing that would really be good for that is Shadowrun. That would be an excellent uh, system. I'm sorry, I was going to give the mic to Drain, but I. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Shadowrun. Yeah. yeah. Like, the problem, the problem is, though, is that, unfortunately, I think we've gone past the point where we could do major stuff as animated. There'd be a perception that... It's for kids. Take, well, that, that was taking the easy way out, really, because we've had stuff out there that's looked so incredible i mean like you know going back to the lord of the rings films and moving forward to like you know age of ultron and stuff like these these very large films that are live action and i don't think you especially because there's no real tradition of adult animation in the north american marketplace Although that's, no, that's with, changing with the, with the DC animated uh, movies. That they yeah. No, but the thing is, is that those those are niche. Yeah. They are not mainstream. The comics fans yes. know about them. The animation fans know about them. Nobody they else knows about them. Well, also, right. Dwayne, you, ne- like, so, you're right. No, you but, never but get they're on, major, they're on Netflix yeah, now. So you wouldn't, yeah. I mean, like, nobody's going to green light it. No. It's, I mean, it's a shame, really. Yeah. No, you're, you're right. I don't think it'll happen. No, it's like they'll never do a green, a full-blown major release of an animated movie like that. They tried that well, with they, Heavy they Metal. Try, they, well, there, there's actually a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I suggest you... Uh, I don't know if we do cross-promotion, but there's a something called This Exists. It's a YouTube channel. And uh, I forget who the guy is. I know he's Canadian. Um, bless his heart for being so. But uh, he does a review there of all these sort of 70s and 80s animated movies where they were trying to do... Uh, adult animation that, and uh, like heavy metal is an example, but there's well a, Ralph Ralph Baccio, Bacci 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 yes, yeah, mm-hmm. um, Wizards, uh, the cat thing there. He didn't do Fritz the cat. He didn't do Fritz the cat. Fritz the cat would okay. be one. He did do Wizards. Yeah. Uh, did he yeah. do the heavy the uh, Lord of the Rings one? He did do a Lord of the Rings one as well. Yeah. They, yeah. Well. But um, but yeah, but there there was. I'm going to completely forget the name of the movie. It's got... Uh, the evil guy is called Mock. They had like... Oh, Rock and Rule. Rock and Rule. Thank you. Bo. Thank you. But I mean, I'm saying I'm saying they, they tried that. And Rock and Rule is actually a surprising awesome movie, except mm-hmm. that they, they tried to make the lead character like a, a, a troubled rebel, but they actually just made him an unlikable asshole. Yes. Well, they, so. that, but that's, that's also a lot of writing. But yeah. just go back. I think a Shadowrun live-action TV series... Is possible and would be awesome. But I'm saying if they made it an animated but adult targeted Shadowrun thing would be awesomer. I don't think so. I do. I, it it, it I do. wouldn't get it. I don't. 
I don't. I disagree. Uh, all right. Well, I'm just saying because. <laughs> Pat. Pat. Okay. I, I. Have you ever had the absolute shit kicked out of you by a fat guy? No, I usually run away. <laughs> but I'm just saying, with with the yeah, animation, no. they could pull off not only not what? only the gritty cyberpunk shit. No, but what my, my but, point is, you'd uh, get a bigger budget with a live action one than you would with. No, 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 I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about pitching it. The, the, the whole complaint is that we, you could never pitch something and get it made. Yes. But I'm saying if oh. it was animated, yes, it, it, would, it would let you pull off the cyberpunk. It would let you pull off the magic. Mm. It would let you pull off the astral plane. The trolls. The trolls. The elves. Oh uh, come on, elves are easy. Just hire Orlando Bloom to do a lot of stuff, and you're good to go. <laughs> no, no. Although, although here, here's an idea for a film. Okay, sweeping epic fi- uh, fantasy film. Uh, the last scene is a huge battle where almost everyone dies, and the very last cut is Sean Bean crawling out of the rubble, brushing himself off and saying, gee, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> yeah. I think it's in his contract he dies. Um, just just to go back to something a little earlier, just for uh, reference sake, um, Lucy, uh, the Scarlett Johansson film, was rated R in the United States. It was rated 14A in Canada. Oh, okay, yeah. So, uh, so See, yeah. So, I mean, they, it wasn't rated R in it was, it Here. was it was no it was rated it was rated R in the U S. Uh, well, total seven. total worldwide box office was around one hundred and forty six million dollars. That's not that much on a on a budget of less than fifty. Okay, that's pretty good. So, you know, it was it was a success. Yeah, it, um, it, it did well. I'm thinking but, we may want to start thinking wrapping up soon. Sorry. Yeah. Um, well, depends uh, if we have anything else to talk about. We're currently reaching around the two-hour mark. The five of us, we yeah. keep talking for hours. Yeah. Yes. Um, there, there is a couple of news items that I was wanting. Oh, sorry. To okay, so we missed it in news and rumors. Yeah. Well, we we cut news and rumors. <laughs> well, because well, we have yeah, one into the. You can just edit it into yeah. the right spot. I, yeah. I won't. No, <laughs> but, you know um, I won't. <laughs> one, one of the more interesting things. Uh, they're turning Robert Jordan's The Wheel of Time into a TV show. Actually, yeah, I, really? I did. I, I saw something yeah. about that on well, Facebook. I don't. I don't know any details. Thank you. Uh, Nick's making my face. It's a nice yeah, squinting sort of like yeah. I have to take a uh, massive I'm poop still, sort of thing. I'm but you know, I'm still working on finishing the series on that. I have a. I have them all in EPUB, which makes it easier. They're all. I've actually got my Kobo's sitting on the table in front of me. They're all on there, but. Uh, didn't that series like never end? Does he need like keep releasing it, a book? It finally did. Well, he died. Oh, uh, Jordan. Uh, yeah, but Jordan that does not stop the series ago. from continuing. No, no, right? no it's Dude. over. It's over. It went to fourteen books. It is concluded. The storyline is finished. Um, I've actually heard decent things about what the uh, collaborative writer, a guy named Brandon Sanderson, did with. Uh, it was with his wife, wasn't well, it? Well, no. It was. Uh, he had detailed notes kind of plotting out where he was going to take the plot towards the end he just hadn't flushed it out into an actual into actual novels and that so sanderson took all of his notes from what i've read there was a copious amount of material and took that and finished it off i believe sanderson ended up doing four books to finish it off books 11 through 14 but um they're turning it into a tv show um, which I find interesting. Uh, I watched some of uh, the Shannara Chronicles, which was the effort yeah. to bring uh, Terry, Terry Brooks. Brooks's Brooks. epic series. to TV. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I saw parts. I, of it was on MTV. Hmm. 
and that seemed to really influence the approach. Oh, that's right. The MTV, the music channel. Well, yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever it is now. But um, uh, another interesting thing, given that you guys have seen Batman v Superman, the director attached to the Flash has left, citing creative differences with uh, with the studio. That's the, the, Flash the Flash movie. movie. Okay. Call the Flash movie. The yes. Flash yes. Movie. movie. Yes. And that and. So, you know, the rumors are all whirling around that as to what direction the studio is pushing on. They've said they want the directors to have their own voices, but do they really? No. Well, see, the thing is, like, in Marvel, in Marvel, you have a certain leeway, but they know that here's what we want. And that, I have to say, Marvel's done a good job with it because they realize it's a whole cinematic universe. I mean, like... What I appreciate about Marvel is that they have taken risks. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy, I said it before, they made their big tentpole movie around oh. characters that nobody had ever heard of oh, before. No, that you're pulling a, a third-rate actor, sort of. I mean, and sorry, it was Chris Pratt. a huge hit. Yes. Um, they did a movie on Ant-Man. Yep. yep. Again, definitely a success. They're doing Doctor Strange. Yeah, yes. oh, yeah. and Doctor Doc- Strange looks amazing. It does. Yeah. But what I'm oh, saying, I was... love the trailer. Yeah, but Doctor Strange, I mean, like to a mainstream audience, that's but that, uh, that's where I'm saying that's where Marvel's, hard sell. Marvel's control is somewhat well, good because they they're giving the director and the writer like here's some leeway, but overall we still have yeah. you have to fit within I, our universe, and that's where we have some say. I how think you do it. going with the B list characters is Marvel's strength. Yes, I think I that's what is giving yeah. them success where DC is failing. Uh, because I, the fans are just excited to see these B-list characters on the screen, seeing something about yeah, them. And Marvel can and fresh can yeah. change them around, yeah. adjust them to fit uh, the genre, and nobody's going to complain. Yeah. And of course, the thing is that Marvel was forced into the B-list. Mm-hmm. Although now they've got one of their A-listers back, Spider-Man is back. Kevin Feige has gone on record that uh, Marvel has the majority... Of creative control over Spider-Man: Homecoming, yep. which is the new Spider-Man flick coming out next year. I, I just do not want them to revisit his origin story. They're not. They're not. They're no, not. It has been stated dead on. This is not an origin story. Good. It is a Spider-Man adventure while he is still in high school, with at least a cameo or perhaps more by Robert Downey Jr. Right. But okay. um, no. But the thing is, like, I, yeah, like that's the thing with everyone's tired of. Like, even in Batman and Superman, where you've already had three Batman movies, another Superman movie, why yeah, everyone do you have knows to the origin. go back to the bloody origin again? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Uh, yeah. But no, like, I, that's why I still agree that Marvel's doing a good job, because they're, they're letting directors do some things, but they still have the overall idea of what they want to do. Yeah. Whereas DC, I don't think they have that full vision. Like, they're like, we want mm-hmm. dark and gritty. Well, so I have two points to make. One, uh, it's why the only sort of DC movie I'm excited about is Cyborg, because he is not an A-list character. Yes, yeah. And they may be able to do something interesting with him. But two, now keep in mind, I'm not the comic books guy, but I am on this thing called the internet. And... <laughs> what, what is this thing you speak of? Yeah, well, so somebody who I'm going to have to, it's going to have to remain uncredited, posted something on Imgur, which is one of my worst time-wasting sites ever but it's basically marvel is willing to take risks in its comics as well so dc's dark and gritty um have you ever like marvel had an had a comic book run where loki went speed dating yeah. uh thor turned into a woman for a while um still is she loves a woman uh, okay a woman is currently thor 
Thor Odin's son is still running around. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But he he was. Can, well, can, can we say he turned into a frog for a while? Yes. Oh yes. Oh, yes. oh well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and... thing is also they've done. Peter Parker as Spider Man has dealt with some. Okay. Drug addiction. Uh, oh, he's suicides, done. He's done some shit. And like like I said, they, those are like real hard hitting stories that are <coughs> yeah. story arcs. Um, yeah. No, I agree. Like they. But they, the, but but they're 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 not afraid to sort of. You know, do weird, maybe not perfectly serious stuff, Deadpool. So, um, <laughs> but but uh, but you know, take risks with some of the other characters as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, I did read some of Spazinski's run of Thor, and you know they had a you know they they set up they set up their whatever they call the New Asgard or whatever in yes. the cornfield, and there's you know uh, one one of the things was is that. They were talking to a plumber. And he's like, "So, how do you get rid of it?" He's like, "Oh, we put it in. A, we put our poop in a catapult." And the plumber's just like, mm, "Let me help you with that." <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and it, it, it's you know shit like that. Pardon the phrase. <laughs> but it, it seems like Marvel. You know, while they're certainly willing to be, uh, pardon the phrase, grimdark at times, they're also not afraid to, you know, let some people have fun with the characters. I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to do uh, with the Cloak and Dagger TV show. That yes, yes, yeah, because that's, that's another that's another sh- well, that's yeah. another comic. But they're all dark. they're also putting it on uh, on uh, ABC's Family Channel. Yeah, that's what I mean. I like that, yeah. that that I could see one being on Netflix. You know what I mean? Like it's dark yeah. and pretty. Well, and they're not going to the do thing, the dark and pretty. Yeah. They're the, doing the, the relationship. The thing is, the thing is, is that Cloak and Dagger, little too dark and gritty. Oh, that, mean, like, yes. You know, runaways kidnapped by drug lords and experimented on with yes. what's supposed to be the latest and greatest narcotic. Yeah, they're not. They're not going to go that far, especially not on uh, whatever freeform. Yes, freeform, yeah. that's what they're calling yeah. ABC Family these days. Yeah. Well, you see, if if you're going to make something like that, I would have gone with you know Loki, Agent of Asgard, uh, which was the run where Loki goes speed dating and the rest of it. Like, I yeah. mean, that I could see. Being some PG thirteen related fun. Well, they also did uh, for Ron Duenos, those damage control, where it was awesome. Yeah, it was guys who were like the the cleanup crew. I think on yeah. Agents of Shield they actually mentioned. Well, no, they, they did they, they, because they did. well, mm-hmm. no, because in in the run of the comics in Civil War, damage control became one of the like the, the corrupt boss was one of the guys who was helping do things uh, because. Yeah. If the more superheroes, if more superheroes did, yes, yeah. I, I agree. Like that's yeah. what I'm saying. That part was dumb. But when it first came out, it was a light, fluffy <coughs> thing. Where it's like, oh, like there's yeah. the, one of the first ones. Some guy, you know, after a combat, is cleaning up the building, yeah. picks up a rock, and it's like, oh, now I see my future. Blah blah blah. Flies off, and the boss calls in, going, "Yeah, we just had another origin. I need a, another yeah. guy." We lose more employees this way. Yeah, uh, damage control, which I just need to rave about for a moment, yeah. was created by the late great Dwayne McDuffie, a man that uh, I'm proud to share a first name with. Extremely talented guy. If you were ever a fan of uh, the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited cartoons, he was the main guy oh, okay. behind I that. Guess. He Those was one great. of the main guys behind Milestone Media, um, Static Shock, Cartoon, all that stuff. Yeah. Just absolutely brilliant. And Damage Control was freaking hilarious. Well, see, like I said, back in if, the day if, before if they... You, if you get a chance, seek it out. There are There is still rumors that they want to turn it into a sitcom on ABC. WC, they... um, which I would like. They are doing a similar concept um, on... 
DC side. On the DC side of things, it's called Powerless. Um, I think Vanessa Hudgens is the big name attached okay. to it. It's about um, right. folks who work at an insurance company in the DC universe. And, oh, the, and the complications. Um, there is a webcomic out there already uh, that I'm a fan of called Amanda Green SIA. I believe it stands for uh, Superhuman Insurance Agent. Yes. <laughs> uh, which she is not superhuman. No, but, but that's her with... job is basically assessing claims due to superheroic damage. And so, like, for example, so she hates it, when the speedster comes to town because the sonic booms cause glass damage all no. over town, <laughs> causing a huge spike wait, in the number of claims she has a, to deal with. Isn't there, isn't there a Hercules in the DC Universe? Uh, yes, there is. Yes. So would that be, therefore, God? Pardon? Acts of God. Acts of God. Mm, possibly. <laughs> possibly. Gods. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I mean, so... Um, <laughs> Speaking of dam- going back to damage control uh, and animation, they had a, an episode of Ultimate Spider-Man, the, the recent cartoon run, done by uh, Man of Action, who have done no wrong. Uh, where they, they basically they send Spider-Man and his group to work with damage control. It's like, <laughs> you know, this is what happens when you do, do this. <laughs> clean it up. Well, it's interesting because I think maybe part of damage control is where they got the idea, I don't know if it's true or not, yeah. for Civil War. Right, because of the thing of all the damage being done to the building. That's part of the reason Civil War was there, was all the collateral damage and well, innocence. C- Civil War was more specifically that a battle in Stanford, Connecticut, yes. resulted in an explosion, destroyed a school, and killed all the kids. Well, killed over 600 people. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, but, you know, damage control has such gems as one of the guys going to collect a bill from Dr. Doom? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, back when it first came out, it was great because it was, it was light and fluffy and it yeah. made fun of itself, but then they changed it to the uh, darker one. Oh, just... Well, the, the nice thing is, is that any of that stuff was actually outside the Damage Control books itself. Yeah. Even the third Damage Control limited series, which was around Civil War, and yeah. that was still... Firmly on the humor side of things, okay. which is which is a good thing, but um, but yeah, so you know, lots of interesting projects. I was surprised to hear they were oh. going to do something with Cloak and Dagger. And it's, it's uh, oh, sorry. One thing's for sure: I hope that they make some substantial improvements to the costume. Yeah. <laughs> Dagger's costume, to be specific. Yes. Why? Yes. Why she's would you 16. want that? That's terrible. <laughs> That's what's wrong with it. She's That's 16. Yeah, she's, That's what's wrong yeah, she's exactly. She's. 16. I'm sorry. Have you seen the way the women or young girls dress these days? Yeah, I, don't don't get don't, don't go get me there. started there. I'm going to be dealing with that in less than okay. ten years. But what okay? I was going to say is the uh, <laughs> the it's too bad one of our friends who was here earlier, Luke, isn't here now because we're talking about the Civil War and he's Team Iron Man. Ah, and it, okay, hold on though. He's not Team Iron Man because he loves Iron Man. He's Team Iron Man for a reason. Yes. Do you want to tell him what, the, what that reason yes, is? Yes, he's actually involved in uh, heroes. Superheroes uh, charity groups where they dress up like superheroes and okay. go forth and, yeah. and, and do good deeds yeah, and they, stuff. Yeah, so he, he dresses up as Iron Man. And he's yeah, actually yeah. done a uh, little commercial for Comic-Con where Iron Man is cleaning the house. So it's fun. Yeah. But because he also, he did not know the background for Civil War where okay. they made Iron Man the complete manipulative dickhead that they did, which again goes back to the Watchmen. But, you know. Um, yeah. 
Um, Sorry, that's... Yeah. But, yeah. And uh, I'm going to do another shout-out to somebody on the internet about Cloak and Dagger. Um, Kate Beaton, who is a... This is awesome, by the way. I saw this online where she basically rips apart the whole Dagger costume thing. It's brilliant. Oh, good. really? Okay. Yeah, so so search up uh, Kate Hark. It's called harkavagrant.com, or just Google Kate Beaton. And... Uh, you can just try to link it onto our Facebook page. Yeah. Don't be silly. <laughs> <laughs> or I could link it in the show notes, but I'm not going to go searching here. for it. Well, here, I'll, I'll, I can actually send it to you. But anyways, no, they, she does a marvelous reconstruction, deconstruction of Cloak and Dagger's uh, <clears throat> outfits. Yeah. Um, um, the, hope, the, the general hope on the net right now is that they'll go with the Ultimate Universe versions of the costume where the dagger motif is still very much obvious, but, you know, she's actually completely clothed. So, gee, I mean, go figure. <laughs> Remember how we were saying we wanted more adult uh, cartoons? <laughs> well, <laughs> there's another meaning there. <laughs> now, I do have a question. It's probably going to be answered by the time this actually airs, but what sort of connection are they going to do for, between Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and... Captain America Civil War because they've had those kinds of connections on most of the movies and I'm not seeing how it's developing on the TV show right now. Well, I haven't seen any of this season's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so I wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, it's oh, yeah. not from, from what I'm hearing it's not going to directly link nearly as much as it did to Captain America the Winter Soldier which of course changed everything in season one. Yeah. Um, from, but you also had the connection with, you uh, also had Chandra with Age of Ultron in and Thor Underworld as well. Yeah, in season two, uh, the Dark World or Dark World. Yes. Yeah, um, but from what I from what I understand, I don't want to spoil anything because Dev will probably be checking out Agents of Shield on DVD or something. Yes, as soon as it comes out. Future. But from what I understand, the events of last of the last episode of uh, Agents of Shield. Um, which were almost a side note yeah. to the, the main, main, main goings on, that that will be referenced in Civil War. Okay. That there will actually be a reference made to that in relation to the role of superheroes mm-hmm. in yeah. the world. Right. But that's that's the rumor I've heard. I don't know how good the source is. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see. But well, uh, I think that, we'll probably have to see the movie before we'll know. It'll they, probably be small. It's also been officially confirmed that there are two cutscenes in Civil War. Okay. In the end credits. See, that's the other thing I missed for Batman. DC doesn't understand how to do the, the cutscenes after credits. Like, yeah. You don't have to do much. Like, well, we talked about it in our review. What did you think of our review about how we would have done the movies? Uh, there, was, there was some interesting stuff there. I, I enjoyed the review as a whole, yeah. to be honest. Uh, it kind of made up my mind that, yeah, I'll probably try to get out to see it before yeah. it leaves the Well, other. like we said, there are a lot of problems with it, but overall it's a good superhero action flick, especially like the, with Batman and Superman. So, uh, Dev? Yes? So, you have anything to add? Uh, I really don't. I think we've pretty much exhausted most of our conversation. <laughs> In other words, Dev's like, I'm bored, I want to get out of here. <laughs> well, no, no, we, we can keep going if you guys well, want. Well, We're currently uh, sitting uh, at... Let's, uh, let's, let's call it. A little over two hours, like two and a quarter. Well, it is our 50th. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 
All right. Um, All right. So thank you for joining us. Hopefully you also had an amazing international tabletop day. We had a whole lot of fun coming here to Kessel Game, Kessel Run Games in, Orle in Orleans. And uh, you guys should come down and, and frequent their establishment. It's a really cool setup. There's a storefront when you first walk in. There's private gaming rooms, which is what we took over. And then there's a public Big, massive public game. gaming area with maybe 20 tables set up. It's too bad the cantina didn't survive, but yes. It's a good place. And thanks a lot to the guys who uh, let us do this. Yes, thanks absolutely. Thanks, Dwayne and Nick, for joining us. Hey, happy to be here. All right. And that's it. Patrick? Yeah. I'm always glad for people to hear the sound of my voice. <laughs> good night, everybody. It's good to be back, even if it's just for a short bit. <laughs> Welcome to episode 51 of the Out of the Basement Podcast. 50. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I was thinking about episode 51, which is the Robocop podcast that we're going to do next week. Robocop. Oh, you guys Old are fucking good. horrible. How is it? How are we horrible? We're not the ones screwing up. It's a good thing it's, we're not using real tape. Oh, right. It's all virtual tape. No, much cheaper. Welcome to episode 50 of the Out of the Basement Podcast. You know, I, I don't like that that intro, though. I don't like it like that. Here. Welcome to another episode... No, no, do the honest trailer voice. Welcome to another episode of the Out of the Basement podcast. My name, as always, is Devin Turak, and this is a very special episode. Oh, don't this introduce is... us. Hold on, I'm going to. Jesus. <laughs> now he's Pat, why? <laughs> why must you fuck it up? Okay, so, here, why don't we do what we used to do? Nope. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And then we will get going. Yes. So shut the fuck up yes. until he says so. Yes, Jesus okay. Christ. We're already five minutes <laughs> into this goddamn recording, and we haven't even done the intro yet. Okay. This so is why it should be live. See, this is what we should do this live. Like, we'll do it live! We'll do it live! Are you done? Can yes. we please start? I don't start. Think it started. No. <laughs>